Welcome to episode 77 of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast in America. That's a real simple one, but not not wrong. <laughs> uh, this is Steve, a.k.a. Kilowagi. With me, as always, is Scott Prime. Scott Prime in the house. So we're getting a little bit late start this month because we've been really busy moving Wizards Asylum. Yeah, that's pretty much the um, first couple of weeks of 2018 in a nutshell. So if you don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't, Wizards Asylum is the store that Scott has worked at for a while, and we run commercials every episode because they're nice enough to let us have our tournaments there for free and now our league there for free. And with the new store location at 3717 West Main in Norman, Oklahoma, uh, we will now be able to run, I mean, if we want to go up and play board games, the Friday before Oklahoma Bowl weekend, we can. Yeah. Because before the space was so packed, we couldn't do that. Now there's plenty of room. Yeah. Last year we had, what, what was it, 56 people? Yes. Oklahoma Bowl? Yes. And we were packed tight. Like every table was taken and then people were playing on top of comic book, comic book boxes. Right. That's not going to be the case this year, even if we get 65. We could legitimately get 100 people and be fine. Yeah, I think so. We would take a little rearranging and maybe moving some tables, but we can do it. But there's definitely room there. So um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really exciting to see everybody come out and see what they think of the new store. A uh, few people, even though I, I know it's not the same in magnitude, uh, has walked in and said, Oh my gosh, this reminds me of Madness, which is down oh, in, in Texas, Pl- yeah. in Plano, Texas, which is a huge game shop which I've talked about endlessly on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like they took an old grocery store. It is an old grocery store. 100%. Nothing but games and stuff inside. So, And the new store is actually located next to an empty uh, grocery store. What well, used to be Right Side GA. You yeah. Know, so. so in five years, if he's big enough, <laughs> he can just, take just move over. on in. Oh, my gosh. That'd be amazing. There were so many things we built. And had to reconstruct. Yeah, what he he bought twenty four <sighs> bookcases. Twenty four of the bookcases, and I had my hand in all twenty four of those. So it's crazy. Yeah. And they're all filled with games and TPBs and everything else. Yes, and I'm exhausted, and um, but I'm kind of proud of it. So it's not really even my shop, but I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm not even closely to, I'm not even close as you to being related to the shop, but. It's nice to have had a hand in it. <laughs> right. Have had a hand. That's not e- not easy to say. You're fumbling over everything today. I'm just Boom, drunk. That's a football joke. Oh, fumble. Yeah, Steve started drinking this year, so he's mm. kind of drunk tonight. Been drinking every single day. See? Water. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere somebody was like, stop for a second to really like, listen. What? No. Steve? Steve's drinking? What's going on here? So, uh, yeah, I take some pride into the shop, and um, if anybody scratches a bookcase or anything like that, <laughs> it's bound to happen, but I'm going to get really mad about it. So Yeah. It's pretty funny, though. Um, before, we had no parking at the shop, and now we have plenty of parking, except you have to walk a little bit. So It's a little bit, but it's not bad. It's like no, it's, going into a grocery store. No, it's not bad at all, but compared to what people used to, you know, there used to be 10 prime spots where you could just walk in and go right in the door. Yes. Now. There's probably five. 
prime spots. Right. And then, but the rest of the people used to have to park out back, and now you can actually park out front. Yeah, there is no back parking because there's a big giant parking lot. Yeah. And um, if you loved the Thai food at the old location, you better get used to raising Cane's fried chicken <laughs> because they're the ones that are in the parking lot now. Yeah. But, but um, it's not quite the same thing. No, it's different for now, but <laughs> we're, uh, everybody used to get tired of the Greek house smells that would come down when people played games. Yeah. And they'd bring their Greek house inside. It's already starting to turn that way with that Cane's. Raising Cane's chicken. We but, were there on, was it Friday? Yeah, and we were there last Friday. It was at least seven people when we were there eating Cane's. Sure, they were coming over for the first time, and they just grabbed some Cane's and came on in. So it's right there. <laughs> But um, I'm really excited to see what everybody thinks when they come up to Oklahoma Bowl weekend. Just check out the store and any support you want to throw the, the way because the store's still not taking any money from us. So Yeah, we're going to have coupons like we always do. So whoever does come can get a little discount on one item. Yeah. So make sure you register at OklahomaBowl.com. We are still, I mean, we're over 30 people already. There's a lot of people that haven't That's registered good. yet. Yeah, it's really good. That's faster to thirty than we've ever had, right? Yes, I'm actually to pay. I'm actually able to pay most of the bills with other people's money, other than just mine. So thank you, everybody, and just a reminder: the rest of you, please do so. Oklahoma <laughs> Bowl weekend is earlier this year than normal. Yeah, it's the twenty third and twenty fourth, right? Twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Twenty fourth and twenty fifth of February. Yep. Might as well be 23rd, 24th, 25th, because I'm sure exactly we will see some of you on Friday. If someone's needing a hotel room, we know of one person who has part of a hotel room available. Oh, that's cool. And other than that, we will be having an Oklahoma Bowl primer probably in a couple of weeks. I just got the art for the goblins that are in the rule pack. So once Scott finishes some things, we're going to go release those and... We can tell you all about everything. Sounds wonderful. But what are we going to talk about today on the podcast? The first podcast, not in the year of Prime. I realized today, I was listening to an old episode. Prime is over. And I realized how I didn't, you know, I gave everybody their wishes. I didn't milk it the whole, I didn't remind you every episode. Mm -hmm. And now I'm sad because the year of Prime's over. It is. So, And yet nobody cares. Somebody does. Maybe. Maybe, maybe uh, Drew. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this episode we're going to go over... Steve doesn't even know he's pointing fingers at me. No, I, we do, but we haven't decided exactly which order we're doing I things. I have. Okay. We are going to first... Scott talk, is the decider. I'm, I'm kind of like the producer of this. Is that The producer decide things yeah. and then like peons put it together? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So you're the peon. I'm the decider. It only happened one time, and I was drunk. The joke doesn't work. <laughs> it could be. I mean, whatever. If that's yeah, your thing, go for it. It's not my thing. All right. So in the first segment, we are going to talk some team fluff. We are bringing out... I don't even remember what the team was named, but it was a... Which one? Your team name. or, or the The one I use? The rotted You're, tooth. You used the rotted tooth. They were based off the... Yanked teeth. Yanked teeth. And we are going to... 
We've kind of mentioned them before, but right, we're gonna we'll get more into the depth. more into them and the depth. Um, it's very interesting. I'm not gonna say anything else except it's in the first segment. All right. And then the second segment, we're going to kind of blend that into, since Steve uses the rotted tooth in our store league, mm-hmm. we're going to talk with uh, Anthony, I'm not even going to begin to... B. B. Anthony B. It's like Baumauer or something, something like, like that. that. I've never asked him how he pronounces his name. It's just weird. We'll have to ask him. <laughs> that will be the first thing we ask. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk to him. He's been uh, co-commissioning... With me and Steve, and Basically, really, he, he's, he's been, doing been the, the commissioner, <laughs> um, and he's done all the math that's in the new yes. rules, and we're just going to kind of go over the first year, which is three seasons of the new Blood Bowl rules, and just kind of give our opinions, thoughts, and maybe what we would change if we had any of those things with Anthony, and then the segment you've been wanting to listen to for a year. You want to find out if you're going to receive the award known as the Downies. We're going to give away our Downies Awards for 2017. Which is a whole lot of nothing. We're not giving you anything except some notoriety. Right. If we talk about you, I mean, we're big enough. You might go like, oh, my God, look at that. That might be special enough. I mean, if this was the Kevin Smith. If this was. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Webster. If this was. (laughs) <laughs> wow etc cetera, etc cetera. if this was the kevin smith podcast and you heard your name on there you'd run around and tell your friends i was on the kevin smith podcast didn't you guys have a commercial on there a long time ago we did we paid for it though yeah when he but, was first starting out doing the daily stuff i thought yeah back when the couch pirate days yeah like i guess he would read off commercials yeah um so i doubt that helped at all since no all those episodes are lost in time Lost in space. <laughs> and of course, we have some shout outs, as always. Your favorite segment. Somebody's, I'm sure. Dude, somebody loves shout outs. Almost so much that I want to say it now for them. Oh, really? But I'm not going to. Oh. I got to save it. Okay. We've been getting a lot of attention on them, both down approved lately. <laughs> yeah, it helps when someone logs in. I know. I'm glad those people have started running it better, and people are whining, and nobody's been both down approved yet. Sands, Black Pelt, and... Um, Durin's Gold. Someone Thor Durin's, and Durin's Gold. Gold. Thor and Durin's Gold the third. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, they've been hard at it, and they said it's going to be the yeah. hardest year ever to be both down approved. And He's actually been getting into it with people instead of just saying approved or denied. Which is weird. It makes me think that it's not... Everybody thought me and you was running this yeah. thing, and obviously, if we ran it before, I mean, I think it's definitely not me. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't get those powers. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not me. Some of those team names are amazing. Mm-hmm. Some people included like great paint jobs on teams. Plausible deniability. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we're Anywho. Good. Uh, anything else before we wrap this up? No, let's wrap this up. Let's get talking some blood blow. Blood blow? I was trying to make like a cool sound and it messed up. Blood bowl. How about this? Let's get to some blood bowl. Good enough.
Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum in Norman, Oklahoma. Check out their new location at 3717 West Main, or online at wizardsnorman.com. Alright, we're here at our first segment of the night. We're going to talk about some rotted tooth, or the origins, or the fluff, or whatever Steve came up with through a purchase <laughs> to inspire him. That is a one way to say it. <laughs> um, so this is kind of like a team spotlight. If you've been listening, I, I am playing the rotted tooth, which is a Nurgle team in the local league. And I've played that same name uh, back at Rot Cup 1 when I came in second place. Oh, with well, that explains your fluff has dictated how your success has been in the home league. Or not the home league, the store league. Oh, you're saying that because there's fluff, I'm doing better? I'm saying that, does that not help? Uh, sure. Okay. I, I will take that, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying I played you three times this season and you kicked my butt, so... It's true. I can now accept <laughs> it a little bit better knowing that they finished second at Rock Cup. Yeah. That's what, that's what I started really liking Neural. And it's not always the best team for a tournament, but it's a fun team. And using the Beast of Nurgle just to tie up people is always a blast. Which my la my Beast of Nurgle in the store league has guard and stand firm. And I just took uh, preg tackle. Nice. So, As long as he's not stupid, he can get around most of the time. Yeah. I figured either that or grab. Grab's mm. going to make me want to hit more. And yeah. will probably get me in trouble. Right. But break tackle fits my play style of, well, this is stupid and has a chance, so let's see if it works. Sure. All right. Anyways, so as to the origin of the Rotted Tooth, a while back also we mentioned that I bought a second edition team, or a box, I guess, off of eBay. And when I got the second edition box with the styrofoam pitch, and I think it was missing the models, but I already had the models. Yeah, because Steve just... If he sees a good deal or what he perceives as a good deal, he has to buy it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm better than I used to be. but That's yeah. because you've already acquired everything, so there's less things for you Not to get. Not everything. Hinchliffe, uh, up in Canada, he just got a Skaven Gutter Runner, one of the uh, Trump, the Resurrection Gutter Runner. So you didn't have that at one time? And Never had it? that one. Oh, okay. Because you had some other stuff that you had to have, and then you got rid of it. Yeah. Um, fifth edition Dark Elf. Poison Blade Assassins. Hmm. Also to Hinchliffe, who paid me a lot of money. So I was like, okay, cool. So Steve, <laughs> uh, it's just like what the Million Dollar Man told us. Everybody, Everybody has, has a price. price. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it, when I got my second edition box in the mail, mm -hmm. it was everything was in really good condition. It had the styrofoam. I'm looking at the rules, and there's this um, like inter-office envelope that was in there. One of the big envelopes. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I take it out and I look. And it is page after page of old match sheets and uh, team setups and like player cards that you used, that someone had photocopied, cut out, uh, taped together to have a front and back. And then he drew pictures and names on everything. Yes. And it was really cool. So we're going to talk about that because I just w went through and scanned everything 
from there and put it up. So if you want to go to both down on Facebook, right, you put this on Facebook for everybody. You can see, and it's very cool. And they were not called the rotted tooth; they were the jagged tooth, the yanked teeth, the yanked teeth. Okay. Yeah. So it was the yanked teeth, and he had a a really neat little logo that I guess not the logo was a tooth. So, okay. but he has a helmet that has that tooth on it. But the actual team name, Yanked Teeth, the teeth word is made up of tiny teeth oh, all throughout the word. That's very second edition like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it took me a while to realize it because I thought like teeth was just on fire or something because, you know, quick glance, it looked like flames. Mm-hmm. No, just a whole bunch of little teeth inside of the teeth. Well, they yanked them out. Uh, so in there, uh, he's got some of his team, uh, like Bert P- Pink Eye who's a catcher and there's an image of him with the ball and being chased down by what looks to be, I'm guessing a, a minotaur or some kind of looks like a pig guy with stubby arms and a chainsaw. <laughs> it could be a halfling then. No, I, mean, no? He, I guess he looks like a cow. He's got a cow nose, not a pig nose. I don't know. So that is to me, that is clearly an orc with a chainsaw. What? Kind of. Look at that nose, though. Okay, maybe. That's a, totally a cow nose. Now look at the belt. It's got a, like a rocket. Yeah. I don't know. These, these are amazing little images. They are. Uh, let's see. We've got Marcus Bevedere. This was a goblin team initially, I think. And on the back of these cards, he actually has uh, the name, position, race, bonus points, seasons, age, height, weight. College, uh, see, Bert Pink Eye went to Mort U at Airy, so Mortuary. Oh. Yeah. See, the Yanked Teeth were in the Conference OFC, Division Ring 1, Team Colors Orange and Yellow, Symbol Goblin Molar, Owner Bung Twirling, Head Coach Jumper Sit Down Uchuck, <laughs> Home Stadium The Molar Dome in Shelltown. Capacity of 3,000 with a cratered surface. And Canyon Astrogranite. So there's another Shot. picture of, I guess it's Zelig, white arm. He's a lineman. Okay. With a chainsaw. Yeah. Um, kind of looks like he has a the pig nose. So I he, think he just likes the pig nose and the... the... I think that's an orc, my friend. I think well, actually, I think I have the back of that card scanned, so... No? He's a goblin. Oh, okay. Well, he's just a different-nosed goblin. Yeah. There's also Cosmo Adeline. These are cool pictures. Jib's Highbrow. Jib's Highbrow. One of my favorite names, Burrow Into Deep. What? Burrow Into Deep. is. I guess I haven't got to him yet. (laughs) Burrow Into Deep. So what made you take Nurgle if this was a goblin team? Because now this has totally thrown me off. So it's the Yanked Teeth. And... I was, I don't know why, but why do you yank teeth? Because they're rotted, rotten. So I was thinking rotten teeth, and then I just thought, no, rotted teeth sounds good. That was really my only justification. See, here here I was thinking you just took a new incarnation of the same team. No. This wasn't even a Nurgle team. This is just a goblin team. Well, I don't know if it was or not, because other things in here... Yeah, you tell him he's me got that. a Minotaur and a Skaven. Maybe he's just. <laughs> Maybe this is a mixed race team because there's a Deadly Blue Lips. 
He's like some orc thing or weird scaven thing. No, he's a goblin. He's a goblin thing. Okay. On the back of the card, he's a goblin. All right. What about Grin? Uh, Shifflebanger? No. Yeah. Goblin catcher. Or Siffelbanger? Slifferbanger. Slifferbanger. Yeah. Okay. Well. So I think that's just for the team. He had some other players drawn out. Um, <laughs> what? I, I still love all these sketches because this reminds me. I really wonder if this guy was like in junior high like I was when me and, me and Robert and Gary were playing Blood Bowl. Well, and we were doing the same thing. It'd be I'm, cool if we could like contact him or something. Yeah, Scott's leading up to something. But uh, let's go ahead and go through this. But yeah, the, um, might have more information about that at the end. <laughs> Well, I actually want to hear it because okay. I know what happened. <laughs> so he's he's got just to go on some more. He's got uh, he did some human, well, I guess technically chaotic characters. So he's got a couple of dark elf sketches and a minotaur and a skaven. Um, Casio Royale is one. Cassius Spear Raper, Spittle Saliva, Geppetto Dwarf Render. These these are some. Classic second edition names. Okay. I'm what? both down improving these names. Okay. How, how about one of my favorites who might show up in a future lineup somewhere? Alan Potato. <laughs> well, I don't know about that <laughs> one, but. Can Opener. Where's Can Opener? I didn't see this. Oh, man. They, they get worse. Man, Can. C A N N. No, that's a K. I'm sorry. K A N N Opener. His last name is O P U N N E R, and oh. he, he's an ogre. I like it. They're about the human mutant right below, right below him, <laughs> mental case. Yeah, he's a mental case. I get it. What was his skills? Tentacles, hideous appearance. Which I'm guessing is disturbing presence or foul appearance. It's basically a foul appearance now. Okay. Alan Potato. Let's look at this guy's skill. He was a chaotic <laughs> thrower. He was a spellcaster two, safe throw two. Spellcaster two means he could, um, you could only have one spell in your brain, but he, since he's a spellcaster, could hold more than one, if I remember correctly. Might have even added that to your total. Okay. Can't remember. I know we talked about it before, but I can't remember. Uh, long throw, toughness two. So if you had mighty blow two and I had toughness two, I would basically negate that and be tougher. Okay. So I wouldn't get killed. That makes sense. And then they must have had some house rule because he has a skill called swim slash play. He does indeed, actually. Um, Trying to remember what. eh, We'll get to that later. Alan Potato. So uh, that was one team in there. And he also had Slan Francisco Fire Newts. That's that's a beautiful. Was an old Slan team. That's a beautiful team name. It's so easy. Slane Francisco. And it works for American football. Yeah. Parodies. Sheldon Sliff. Simon Cudpucker. <laughs> Slith Flahandopoo. Blah, blah, blah. Stinger Vicious. Sean the Sly. Harry Rotted Stump. Chemo Furrowborn. Cecil Whackthacker? Whackthacker. Okay. Maybe. Terry Sadshaw. I like Terry Sadshaw. That's good. Sasha T. Slippery and Shane Tankton. Shane Tankton. That's an odd slam name, but that's all right. I really like his drawings for the 
the salon though. The logo. Yeah. They look really nice. Yeah. These are classic. He's trying to mimic the Pete Nifton style of the few slam pictures that we have in the Very much edition. so. My favorite one, which I will probably be using for, in the future for a team name, Seaside Slayhawks. Yeah, I saw this. It has a really cool helmet on there, too. Well, that's what Alan Potato plays for. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? It says the basic race is varies. So this is a mixed race team. Yeah. This is a chaos. Chaos Mutants, chaos Troll, yeah. Orc, Skaven, Dark well, Elf. Yeah. All right. Well, this could be my... Uh, my my uh, chaos pack chaos pack team. Well, you don't have a name for them yet. Not really. But you change them every tournament, so what does it matter? You don't care. It depends on the. I'm, I've used rotted tooth for a long time. Oh, that's. I don't know. That's strange. No, this is good stuff. So you decided to play the rotted tooth based off the yank teeth goblin team, mm-hmm. which really has thrown me off because maybe I've never paid attention before that. That's well, the process. Well, like I said, it was just. It was used as inspiration. So okay, when, you got to tell me. I know you talked to this guy, so and we yes. haven't talked about it like off that is the mic. So tell me, how did you one? How did you find him? And then I want to hear what he has to say about all this. So, since I scanned everything in and I put it on Facebook, I was looking at stuff a little bit more in depth and looking at some other paper, and I realized that one of his coaches was Joan Shimko or something, Simko. Spelled differently. So then I found some other paperwork that said John Simcoe. And I was like, hmm, that's got to be the guy's name. There's no reason he would put someone else's name in there. So Facebook being Facebook, I put in John sure. Simcoe, looked at people. And there's a decent number of them. But one had a goofy photo <laughs> and one had much more of a serious look. So you're saying But like- he was in California. So I thought... The serious guy can't have ever played Blood Bowl and sold it on eBay. He looked kind of like a douche. Okay. So I was like, I hope that's not him. But the other <laughs> I don't one... I want to talk to a douche. The other one was had a profile photo of him wearing an old diving bell helmet. Okay. I was like, well, this seems like a Blood Bowl guy. <laughs> so I just, out of the blue, messaged him. I was like, hey, send him a picture. I'm like, does any of this look familiar? And a he's day, like, I've never seen your penis before. Well, thankfully. Um, so, you know how Facebook is. If you're not friends with someone, it can just sit there. Right. So, it they... sat there for a day or so, and I didn't think anything about it. I figured, eh, shot in the dark, who cares? Right. And I said, Facebook told me he accepted my message, which means <laughs> that he looked at it. And then I got a reply going, "That's I drew all that for Blood Bowl a long time ago. So, I found the guy. So we get to talking, we get to asking him some questions and, you know, just seeing what it was. So apparently what happened is when he was in high school, didn't get the exact time, but it would have been about the time the second edition came out. He and some other friends were playing a lot of games. So they were doing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, a lot of other role-playing games. Then they found Blood Bowl. And he sounded like he was the one who's like, well, this seems to, I think I would like this a lot. Because he likes football, he likes fantasy, it kind of fit all the little categories. And he liked comics and all that. All right. So he gets it. Him and his group got about four games in. (laughs) And 
I guess they were fighting over the rules, and he said they were confused because it was again it was second edition. The rules were a lot different. Sure. So he was conf- they were fighting over like who was on offense and who was on defense and how it meant with the rules. And can you hit somebody on defense? Well, if you're holding the ball, once you're on offense, blah, you know. Okay. So I guess it, the the group broke down. Well, he uh, drew a lot of pictures for. He did four games, but that's what he really liked. That he was the guy in the group that he enjoyed it because of that. So of course he is getting inspired by Pete Nifton's art. He is looking at the rule book and seeing all the cool stuff and trying to mimic it. So that group eventually breaks down. As time goes by, he would eventually buy other figures, like when he sees them on clearance. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he always liked the idea of it, just never went back to it. So is this his copy? Mm-hmm. And he sold it to you on eBay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he, he said he tried to paint some at some point, but it came out bad and tried to remove the paint, and then it softened the plastics and messed everything up. Mm, that's why you didn't get your plastic figures. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Well... Um, but he still, he said he still enjoys drawing. He sent some, uh, pictures that he had drawn recently and it's a cartoony style still, but he was doing like superheroes. Did you tell him we're going to talk about it on the podcast? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, I got clearance. He said it was cool. So he'll listen. Uh, He actually runs a blog at comicsonthebrain.com that talks about comics and GI Joe and all kinds of stuff. Are you going to say his name? John Simcoe. Oh, I have, yeah, multiple have. times. Sure. <laughs> um, well, thank you, John Simcoe. Yeah, for bringing back. I hope you were. This just feels like my spirit animal. Where were you? We could have used one extra guy in our group, and then we could have four of us, and then we could have played the sixteen week seasons, and then we could have easily divided up all forty teams that you had to play a season with into groups of ten. Yeah, and. I think he actually has had work with like Fireside Games and some other. Mm. Ga- he's he's gone into some game stuff. He writes some stuff. He's successful. His brother at one point um, was up for the head job for GW in North America, and turned it down to go work at a hospital. I think. Um, well, he's probably making more money now. And he has a on that uh, on his blog, the comics on the brain dot com. I think there he he sent me a link to him writing into uh was it EA or not EA but I forget who but he wrote into the people who make who made a mutant league football. Oh, okay. And told him about Blood Bowl and how much he'd like to see that before it happened. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, "Maybe I inspired it." So he's been wanting to track that guy down and didn't Johnny and them like interview him? Yeah, they did something with that guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah, but, I couldn't remember either. But I told him he should be able to find him. Yeah, go back to the old Zlurpcasts. No, the new no. ones. Yeah, it would be a new one because it's it about the yeah the Kickstarter. The no, that was is he the same guy that did Technoble? Technoble? No, that's a whole different guy. Okay, but they so, had him on for Mutant Football League. I think that was during the old incarnation of oh, okay. Zlurpcast. But either way, now. either way, contact the guys at Zlurpcast. They could probably put you in touch. That's with true. Them if you're listening, John. So this is pretty neat. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool to find just A, I bought this. It was really cool to have the team and all the sketches and stuff. And then 
forget about it for eight years or so, and mean, they'd be able to find the guy. You should have like said, "Do you want these back?" No, a bit nice. No, I'm not that nice. Yeah, you care more about the pictures than he does right now. I sent him a link. No, I'd send it to him if he wanted. <laughs> he didn't ask. I didn't think about it. But if he wanted them back, yeah, I'd send it to him. After you made copies. I would have. Oh. They're on Facebook. You can make it. Other- I literally scanned everything. You didn't print out your own copies? I don't need physical copies. What if the copies? internet goes down, Steve? They got big- we got bigger things to worry about then. What if North Korea hits us with like some bomb that takes out the internet? It's possible, but I'm not going to be worried about that. If the internet goes down, people are going to get crazy. Yeah, no porn. Exactly. Everyone's screwed. They'd be going nuts. Mm-hmm. We can't go back to print media. <laughs> not not our generation. No. It had to be the next generation. Dude, can you imagine the generation like after us? We're old. Oh, I know. I mean, they're, they're, they're all messed up. Yeah. Like kids like, nowadays, they're just messed up. Well, let's not even go into. Yeah. It. yeah okay. They're, they're messed up. They've seen a. They've seen too much. Yes. <laughs> By age 10, you've seen more naked people than all of your ancestors. Don't say that. That's not true. Well, not 10, but... Yeah, I got a daughter that's 10. I didn't so think you, about you that. You better watch it, buddy. Yep. Um, well, this is a cool little step back on the rotted... The origins for the rotted tooth and how we track somebody down because of the fluff. Yeah. Not because of he's... It's all for the love of the fluff. For the and, love of the fluff. And the fluff is what made him enjoy the game even more after his buddies gave up on it <laughs> i tell pete nifton quite often in conversations through facebook it's like dude i know i know sometimes you probably feel like the band with the one hit wonder but you brought life to that world and i know jervis johnson gets all the credit but pete nifton you made those characters yeah that just spawned so much and it was it's that art with the, the humor and the seriousness all wrapped up into one. Exactly. It's just everything. And it's it's beautiful. And it's amazing. And it will stand the test of time as long as Blood Bowl's around. Yeah. I mean, that's really what drew me in. The The game mechanics are fun. The humor in the books were really good. I thought that was funny and a neat way to do things. But the art just opened up the world in a way that everything else kind of just fit in perfectly. I mean, that's why I often say it's a sports role-playing game. It's just like looking in those old D&D books or something when you were a kid, and it just, you know. Absolutely. Now, maybe maybe this generation doesn't care because they have the internet. Yeah. I mean, we had to go to books and, yeah. and look at stuff. So, Anywho, we are going to talk further about the Rotted Tooth in our next segment as Steve's going to... I guess just show us so much about this team. It'll be interesting. (laughs) We're going to talk some league and the rotted tooth, and we're going to have our special guest next segment. I have this yellow tablet and a yellow pencil, and I want to write a B and a D. Hey, everyone. If that's Mr. Rogers, then we've made a mistake. More accurately, I've made a mistake. Uh, the next segment was recorded improperly due to my mistake of not having the inputs being recorded. So if that bothers you, you can jump forward to 1 hour, 18 minutes, and 36 segments for segment 3. Otherwise, I'm sorry, and we'll fix it for next time. 
I like to be able to visit with you. And we can make mistakes and still have people love us. That really gives me a good feeling. Okay, we are back, and for this segment, we are talking to our buddy in the league, Anthony. Anthony, what's your? How do you pronounce your last name? Baumeyer. Dude, is that what I said? I think so. Well, I said Baumeyer. Yeah. I don't think you said Baumeyer. I usually get Baumeyer or something close to that. So if you're anywhere close. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Dang, I can't remember what I said. Baumeyer. Baumeyer. That's awesome. Nice. I'm like close enough that it matters. <laughs> Bombardier. Bombardier. Yeah. yeah. Tony Bombardier. And when you keep calling him Anthony, you yeah, I don't know why Tony. Yeah, I'll definitely work. We told us repeatedly. All right, so we are here to talk about the first year of our store league at Wizards Asylum. The Central Oklahoma Blood Bowl League. We've had three seasons. Each season lasts three months, followed up by a tournament for one month. We play three months, random match. No, I guess random. Mostly random. Random or schedule. Yeah, mostly random matches. People show up on game night. If they miss game night, they can, you know, just... Give a shout out and say, hey, who means the game? And somebody will get together and play with them. Right. right. You can, you're allowed to play anybody you want, just not two times in a row with the same team. So, for example, if I played Anthony's Lizardmen team with my Kimry team, I could play him one night. And then the next night, I could not play him with my Kimry team again. I could have as many teams as I want. So, I could actually play him with my Goblin team. With, against the same Lizards, and then we could go back to playing my Kimry team versus his Lizards if you wanted to kind of work the system. No, because well, your Kimry team would have to play somebody else. Okay, you're right about that. Yeah, both teams would have had to have a match in between. No two teams could play each other more than twice total in the season unless it somehow worked out weirdly at League Night and there was no other choice. Okay. That is one of the hardest things so far for me. Yeah. Trying to remember who's played who. Right. So in our league, you can play up to 10 games, um, and then we have like a standings, but really everybody makes the playoffs. If you want to. uh, Meaning if you have three teams, not every team makes the playoffs, but you pick one of them, and then you get seeded according to the standings. Yeah, each coach can only take one team in the playoffs. So some people outside of our league have said, well, that means standings don't really matter. I think they have mattered in our three seasons because if there is a buy round, it's pretty helpful. It's not a huge deal. It definitely matters a little bit, like you said, um, buy rounds and the initial seedings as versus you know the top play- team playing the bottom team in the first round. Definitely helps to push those top teams along because you know they're playing in theory easier teams, so it kind of gets the the better teams towards the middle either way. But it's definitely not like a huge deal, I'd say. I have noticed, though, with this way of playing, the in-season games don't seem to matter as much. It doesn't feel like I have that much riding on them. I just want to level up certain people. Yeah, it's really just a method of getting SPP for the most part. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole deal is you play the, the regular season for skills, and if you happen to get a good seeding through the standing points, that's an extra bonus. Regular season for skills, postseason for thrills. It's the new model. <laughs> The cobble. <laughs> Skills and thrills. We'll put that on our non-existent plaque. That's not bad. It's coming, maybe, sort of. <laughs> we better get a plaque. That, that's been the talk for a year. Yeah. I know. Now that we have the new place, and we just need to ask Brian where we can put it. And hopefully he doesn't say bend over. No, he won't. Then give us a nice, nice real estate on the wall over there. Yeah, I'm telling you, 
if we make it and we just put it up one night, I'm sure he won't even care. That's probably <laughs> true, yeah. He might. He's he had to pay for all that the stores painting and new carpets and all yeah. that stuff. We'd stuck a nail in his wall randomly. <laughs> he might get a little antsy. Fair enough. But yeah, like I'd definitely say the regular seasons or SPP that the the championship at the end is the only one that quote unquote matters because that's you know single elimination knockout kind of thing so it definitely feels more intense but we do have world cup knockout style where there's a third and fourth course game which i tend to always like i like it until i lose the well, easy games. game and i go to the third one and then i lose that one i'm like <laughs> i had to play another stupid game and i got fourth place i know you get knocked out of the top two and then you still have another game to play that was, that could be fun can't imagine what that's like i don't know <laughs> Actually, since we have you here, you haven't been on before. Why don't you tell us what got you into Blood Bowl? So I actually started with the video game, not the uh, tabletop. I started playing with Reddit and Blood Bowl 1, the uh, the first game that came out with Cyanide, and just did a lot of games through the Reddit leagues that they had. Um, and then once Blood Bowl 2 came out, I started playing that. I watched a lot of guys on Twitch play. And then once I heard about y'all's tabletop league, that was close enough to actually get involved in. Uh, jumped all over that one because one of the biggest problems I had with any kind of tabletop game was having like ad hoc matches, which just doesn't really work for me, but having a scheduled league night and all that other stuff um, and the progression system in a normal league. Yeah, I was all over that one. You know, a lot of people complained when the game came out on computer. They're like, well, they're just not going to know how to play tabletop. Everyone who plays the computer game tends to be really good on tabletop. Well, I think there's two styles of not everybody. everybody. There's people that are really good, yeah, and then there's people that don't know when to roll dice on anything. I mean, well, there's, there's not anybody in the middle that I've met yet. It's either, what do I do now? Because the computer does everything. Or, or they came from Fumble, where they don't even know what the apothecary's role are. <laughs> oh, true. They're just kind of like, oh, okay, if he came back, or he didn't. And then they later, you're at a tournament, they'll say, well, shouldn't he come back? And it's like, no, we rolled this. And they're like, <laughs> Oh, I didn't really know how to work because I played on online or on Bumble or whatever. Yeah. So there's usually two distinct groups. It's I don't really know anything and I don't want to learn. I'll let the computer do it. Or I'm learning from the computer. And since I'm playing the computer, I can play about 10 games a night versus one tabletop game. And I absorb everything. <laughs> I absorb everything. A year after playing my first <laughs> tabletop game, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what happened with me. I just played you're able to get in so many more games on the computer um, online than you would at normal tabletop just because of how fast it can go. You can even, at least back in the time I was playing, you could set two-minute turns for each player. And, I mean, you'll get games knocked out in an hour uh, on the long end. So yeah. you can just play and play and play. And if you actually pay attention to the math like I did, you you know, you know learn the game pretty quick that way. That makes sense. So you didn't own a team until you showed up for a league night? No. Um, I, I bought the box set. I had the humans and orcs, uh, and then I ordered my lizards from a third party. And by the time that league started, I had the lizards in hand and didn't even get them finished painted until about halfway through that league. And those were my first three teams, and my humans are still undone, and I don't even have my orcs anymore. I traded those out for some more human models. So, yeah, my first physical models was Yaw's League. You guys definitely got me into that part. I don't ever remember your lizard men not being painted. 
I'm sure I played against them mm-hmm. unpainted. I just do not remember. Well, that I am proud to say that was like the fastest paint job I've ever done on anything because I was really embarrassed to have a shiny metal models on a table. And little did you know, further down the line, to be playing against Broad and his Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi's? I, the toes. I never the toes. actually played against those guys, just by pure dumb luck. Oh, he probably just took them to the tournament. Yeah, and I, and I think I missed that oh, one. Okay. All right, so I'm going to kind of break your balls here a little bit. You came, obviously, just like you said, from the video yep. games. And uh, you could tell, since I didn't know your origin story, but you could tell that's where you came from by your team name. <laughs> My first team name, for the record. <laughs> to me, your first team name. And you came into our league. And your team name was the Ambulance. Right. They were, yep, lizards. they were lizards. And uh, my big Crocs was named Triage. And the big lizards were named really nasty things like hemorrhage and hypovolemia and arrhythmia and other terrible heart conditions. And then the little skinks were named after skin rashes and diarrhea and all this other like really annoying things. <laughs> Which, hey, it, it's really cute. It's a fun horse racing oh, yeah. name. But, uh, and, and I did my best not to say a word because you were a nice young man. Oh, that was you trying your best? Yes, oh, yes it was. Okay. <laughs> All I can say is over time, mm-hmm. we worked on Anthony. Or maybe he's worked on it and he realized it doesn't fit into the Blood Bowl Club. It doesn't fit in this world totally. And you changed your team name too. They are now the Conquata Coroners. So still kept the theme a little bit. I still haven't changed the player names because they still fit with the current theme. But they're based off an actual place in the old war, old world, and kind of have a you know a more accurate theme to the genre. See, see, folks. And the fluff is they found an old hospital that they took over, and they had a what were the chariots? Uh, basically, decrepit hospital and ambulances. They took over one of the chariots. That's now the bam. Ambulance. They just put a big B in front of the name, and you know they worship the old god of Hoatal, which is you know a hospital with a couple of layers or letters missing. And they found you know a disease book, and that's how they got their names. Was based on this what they thought was a holy tome to the god of death, Hoatal, uh, death and pain. So like uh, that's their theme is to hurt people and worship Hoatal. Works perfectly. See, folks, just a little work gets you a long way, <laughs> a long, long way. Were you mad at me because I didn't like your team name at first? You oh, no, not at all. I knew how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, I came for the video game, and puns were the, the name of the game out there. And my human team, which I still have not done anything to change. Well, I guess I did change a little bit. But they're the Beckefin Po'boys, also known as the Edgar Allan Po'boys. <laughs> and all the player names are a mixture of sandwiches and Edgar Allan Po' poems. That, that sounds very like very much like Steve. <laughs> I can see that. I can see Steve doing something like that. Yeah. It's a mix of the people who did the voices for the Care Bears cartoon and were actually bald by bears. <laughs> no, they're the Chicago Bears. I know that. But, but yeah, that's close Yeah, we got all the fluff out of the way. So, go back to the league. Yeah, we, that's what I was we, we did make some changes to the official GW rules. We do not use weeping daggers. We use the new rule. Actually, we don't use piling on at right. all. We still allow the old wizard. We allow the old cards, not the new ones. Basically, the old inducements and the new inducements, if I remember correctly. We don't use any of the new ones, I don't think. We don't. Not from Death Zone 2, anyways. Yeah, like none of the weird referees or any of those other super bizarre ones. We have it in the rules that people can bring it up for a vote. And nobody wanted to. But, I mean, who reads rules besides the three people that are running it, anyways? Well, this is true. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, let's not get ourselves. You mainly run it. Me and Steve are just like. <laughs> I just took over after the first season when you guys didn't do all the paperwork and I got really impatient. But after that, yeah, totally. That's how you get things done, folks. <laughs> just stall until someone gets anxious and does it for you. Yep, perfect. So that really is, to me, the biggest downfall of the new way the league is done. All the math. There's so much paperwork trying to figure it out everything at the end. Yeah. Because there's touchdowns, there's casualties, there's wins, uh, there's if you want to retire, how many seasons someone's been in. you got to keep track of all mm-hmm. that. Roles for if you recover from niggling injuries. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, there, there's a lot of bookkeeping. And this is so second edition Blood Bowl. It's, it's crazy. We didn't mind it back then because we had nothing else to do. I can't really speak to second edition because I obviously wasn't there, but having done most of the paperwork, yeah, it's a hell of a lot of record keeping and even using Excel to do most of the math, it still takes a good couple of days for me to get all the teams all worked out. Yeah. And that's if people actually follow the instructions and like, Hey, if you want to bring your team back, you got to let us know and do it this <laughs> way and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. We are for sure. Starting this new season under the old rules, I don't really see us changing for a while. Mm. But is there anything of the current rules that we would want to see changed or maybe just go completely to a different style? I know Scott is the biggest stick in the mud on these. <laughs> if it's up to Anthony and I, we would implement a lot of weird stuff. Oh, but really? Then you are like, eh, I just don't see the reasoning. Oh, that's good. That means... Um... It's probably a good thing that I'm part of this council. Absolutely. <laughs> Look, I wanted to see through the course of several seasons with the same team how the aging of players or them wanting to retire and stuff would mm-hmm. play. Right. Um, I kind of went against that because I didn't play my Pro Elves last season, so I didn't get to see it that for the third season. Now, we do know, Anthony, I think you're the only team that actually has gone three seasons, I right? Say, yeah, mine is the only team so far that has gone – all three of those seasons and gone through the want to retire slash redraft system twice. And how's that been on your team? So <laughs> it's not been bad at all. Um, but the main reason for that is my team has done extremely well all three seasons. Lots of touchdowns, lots of casualties, um, got 10 to 13 games every season. So based on the redraft criteria, I've hardly had to make any tough choices. I mean, the worst choice I had to make in this last one was dropping down to two re-rolls, but it's on a highly skilled team, so who cares? And how many people do you have that want to retire? Right now, just one. I got really lucky on the second or third season rolls, and only the one guy I had that wanted to retire from season two um, still wants to. Well, that doesn't go away, but I didn't have anyone new, I should say. Right. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Because yeah. I had one or two guys with my health team that wanted to retire right after one season. Well, I guess it's after two seasons. That's one of the things I like least about the want to retire system is my team skated through. It's, I mean, despite not winning a championship yet, <laughs> it's still one of the most powerful teams in the league overall, but it's hardly been touched by the want to retire system. Meanwhile, we've had an orc team that after its second season had three people want to retire and it just got hammered and was worse off at the end of that season than it started. Like it's just so random and doesn't target higher teams. Like, I mean, the whole purpose is to replace um, expensive mistakes and other like capping systems, but it's too random to actually do that. And it doesn't focus on higher level teams. Meanwhile, it can punish lower level teams 
disproportionately. Didn't a lot of your Sorai and stuff get systematically killed throughout the season? Um, so <laughs> is that wrong, or is it just your toxic? <laughs> so I have had one Soros die, and I've gone through between injuries and deaths. I think I'm on my fourth or fifth Croxagore now. <laughs> so I, I was just curious if maybe like you never had to replace some, you know, it didn't hurt you too much because you had to replace a source, now, you know, every now my All but one of my source are um, from season one. Uh, my Croxagore I've had to replace several times. I've recycled a bunch of skinks. Um, only one skink has been there from season one. But all my big players that actually matter, my source line. Only one has wanted to retire the whole time, and only one of them has died. So over the course of three seasons and thirty some odd games, I've they've just been standing strong. So did you decide to keep the guy that demanded more money? Oh yeah, say? I mean right now that's I could because I had so many casualties and so many touchdowns. Like I had a crap ton of money that I didn't have to make any tough choices. I just got rid of a reroll, dropped down to eleven players, and. Uh, recycled all my crappy skinks that had one or two skills back to rookie skinks and then all of a sudden i'm have a still super skilled up saurus line with a super skink and then a couple of rookie crocs and a couple rookie skinks and it was able to skate under the the redraft cap in some ways isn't that what the new game's designed to do if you can if you're consistently good and you score because you're not stalling out when you're getting casualties yeah shouldn't that reward you in some ways right did you already get rewarded for that by getting star player points, though? Yeah, I guess so. Which is, yeah, I, I'm okay with being rewarded for doing well. But when you have a team that doesn't do well, so they only get a few touchdowns and a few casualties, they just have a bad season, they get destroyed in the redraft process because they just don't have the cash to rebuy their team. I guess I can see that. And it's in a disproportional method than yeah. the top players skating by. And just for the record, in case anybody's wondering, we do not use the... Pick three MVP system. Right. That's the other thing. <laughs> and why is that? I still can't accept it. <laughs> the, the yep, exactly. You know what? If they would just change it to extra training, I would accept it in a heartbeat. I cannot accept fluff-wise, role-playing-wise, that it's it's the Bloodweiser, you know, player of the game or whatever, and they're giving an MVP out. Mm. And it, you get to pick the three. I just can't accept it. I just won't. I will, especially when we when we've had all these years of going. Well, that guy didn't play, and then you find out. Well, that goblin stood up and he pulled down his skirt and he shook his nuts at the crowd, and they got fired up, and then they did a crowd. You know, they they ran to, they stormed onto the field, they caused a turnover, whatever. You right. can justify anything in the sports role playing thing. I get it as a mechanic. For the game Blood Bowl under the new edition, I just can't accept MVP. <laughs> I will happily reskin that and call it whatever you want, but mechanically, it makes sense with the 2016 rule set because when you have want to retire players that you're losing, potentially losing players that you wouldn't normally at a higher rate than just through casualties and regular stuff throughout the game, it's just weird that you don't have a way to boost back players that are rookies that you just had to get rid of otherwise. There's a good point to that. It might, it might be, if we admit that they actually might have done some playtesting and they know what they're doing, then that might be the reasoning behind that. Well, that's my reasoning. I don't know if it's theirs. I really think it's theirs, so at least every game you play, you have a good chance of at least killing one guy. Yeah, because most of the systems that have come before were just gold. You would lose gold or you wouldn't be able to get as much gold, whatever, but 
this system, when you have the want to retire and he's been playing for three seasons, you either keep him or you buy three new players. Like it's just so disproportionate to you're going to have to get rid of people more often. Being able to build those new players up that you're losing faster than you normally would makes sense. That does kind of make sense. It kind of makes teams play in the middle instead of the high right. end and the low end. It brings up the low teams faster. Yeah, and, and those teams that are notoriously bad at getting SPP on some players, you know, they can average that out a little bit. You'll have a lot more big guys with like, guard. Or, like Nurgle. Yeah, the Nurgle guys. Um, I would have liked that. <laughs> I don't think you needed it somehow. I probably would never have gotten a four agility rotter. Nope. And that's that's my biggest reason why I'm okay with like not using that system is my skinks would never be on that list. It would just be my Crocs and Saurus all day. I'm like, right. if I ran out of skills there, sure, maybe I'll get a skink with short hands or keep recycling him until it happens. But yeah, totally would just not be. I guess I never thought about how people would never pick on a lizard man doing the skinks because no. yeah, until I had at least two skills yeah. on every. Source and guard on my Croxagore, Skank would never make be on that team. They'd be scoring touchdowns anyway, so who cares? Interesting. I never thought of it from that point of view. Like, the players you do not ever <laughs> right. Yeah, and you give me a team lineup, and I could probably give you a similar example. Well, these guys are getting all the MVP roles until X, Y, and Z. Wow. It'd make Ogre teams and Chaos Pact and all those teams massively better. Yeah. Oh, Chaos Pact, would you ever not give it to your... Big guys? Yeah. For a while? Well, not for a while, no. But eventually you give it to a goblin. Yeah, once they have two skills each, it's worth tossing on another player just to get them the... Pro, block, mighty blow on everybody? Yes, he's going to roll two doubles to get pro and block. But at the same time, every team's going to have that same benefit, so all the teams are just that much more stacked against each other. I don't know. It's not bad. I think it keeps things pretty even. Yeah. So is there anything you would like to change? Um... I would say, is there anything you feel like we're missing? <laughs> I think we're missing the pick three. Nothing. <laughs> Besides that, that's what happens when you get a video game player and they don't care about the fluff. Of I love the fluff, but I don't care about that in a mechanic sense. <laughs> fluff <laughs> is something you add on to. Yeah. Well, no, not about winning games. I want balanced games. I want games where teams can both go forward and have a decent chance of winning. True. Things like this, where it... it doesn't hurt top tier teams randomly, but it does hurt bottom tier teams horribly, all completely random, is not a good balanced mechanic. I agree. So with I that. don't mind the want to retire mechanic, but what I would like to see is like it not even kicking in until like a fifteen hundred team value. Like lower level teams don't even have to worry about it. Higher tier teams would like have almost a mandatory one. Just so like once you get past a certain point you do start getting beat up. Huh. So what if you did like but when you at- 1.5, you get one roll, one random. You pick one character to roll. And one six, there's two people. One seven, there's three people. One eight, there's four people. Why would you ever do that? You'd always pick the guy with the niggling injury to see if he wants to do it. No, I'm you saying think? you randomly, oh, right. one of them randomly gets chosen to see if they want to retire. But couldn't some teams milk the system yeah. and work it against it? I mean, I guess all level, kind of, if you just look at numbers, is how you going to milk the system. But I say, yeah, you, there's almost nothing out there where you can't find some way to game it a little bit. Um, like, you know, in the Lizardman team, you just stack up on skinks and, you know, play the odds that one of the 16 players you now have is going to be a skink that wants to retire and buy a little guy. Yeah. But every team will have a version of that, so it's not that big a deal. But um, I just I want a way to give lower value team value teams a chance to build up without getting hammered by wants to retire. Meanwhile, a higher team value team should be the one that's getting 
uh, capped a little bit with that particular method. So the more I think about an idea I came up with, I really like it. I like the idea of every season, every team has to start at 1.5. Why is that? I, because it, it reminds me like a, of like an NFL team. You've got a salary cap. So you go into the season, you're given 1.5. Now, if your team was 1.7, you've got to cut 200K, but you could cut more if you want and have a reserve. Or if it's a brand new team, you know, if you're taking a brand new human team, you can get all four blitzers, you can get an ogre, you can get a, a bench and still have money left mm. over. Because we had, Nick had horrible luck with humans. He would come in with a bare human team, he'd play somebody, two or three people would die, he'd play a couple more games, more people would die, and he could never Yeah, I mean, he up. would actually win the games most of the time, or, you know, tie. So, like, his yeah. record looked great, but, you know, it was half loners. <laughs> and he beat up the yoga team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's not no, much you can do you, about that. You just never get enough cash to uh, rebuild that normally. But... Uh, the way that the redraft worked, he actually did better in season two because he was able to just replace all those guys for free. So his team was way better off. He had all the skills That's from the true. players that did survive, and then he was just able to redraft and get you know back to a starting team, basically. So he was way better off with the redraft. Yeah. So he's one of those outside examples where it was better for. See, that's why I like the just the dollar amount, because then you don't have to worry about anything else. You know, maybe the winning team gets mm -hmm. a little bit extra. Like 1.6 or something. Steve wants to keep it really simple. I do. Which, and there's a part of me that really wants to keep it simple, too. But I just want to see how all this plays out. I mean, you, you talked to... Um, Matt, Matt, Matt Hall, Hallerack or whatever. Hurljack. Hurljack. <laughs> um, you know, he said they play with everything. And he said they're having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and when he it, was telling me about it, and there's it times, seemed um, like a lot of fun. At times, I'm like... Maybe I should just accept it and go all in for another year, you know, and just see how it goes. But if somebody wants to stupidly buy a stadium, go for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I'd love to get a stadium. I would love to, if we had like the pick three MVP, I would care way less about individual games because if somebody dies, no big deal. I'll just stick the replacement on the pick three. But right now, like every death hurts that much more because it's just going to take that long to do. Plus, I have one to retire to worry about later. Like aside from the paperwork, it's a little more stressful to play actual games. See, random <laughs> MVP makes you care more. Yeah, yeah, makes you care. You care about the role. No, player. that's not what I care about. Yes, you do. <laughs> You're like, I don't want this guy to die. He's been so loyal to me. I'm gonna keep There's exactly one player I want or care about, and that's just because I want him to get to 176. There's players I've kept on my team and couldn't cut because it's not the end of the season. <laughs> I, I am really terrible about that. It's like, hell is higher at the end of the season. I'll take the blows. <sighs> so, over the three seasons, we've seen a vampire team win. Mm -hmm. We've seen what was the uh, uh, orc team win, mm -hmm. which... I've never hated orcs so much in my life. I know. Until playing league. Because if you give them time, all they become is a little bit faster dwarves. Mm -hmm. They're res block, they're res block, they block. And guard, they're they're mighty blow. They have nine armor. Four yeah. people have four strength. Yeah, four strength. I, I, I freaking hate them. Hate them. Now, I don't know how they do on online leagues. They might be terrible, but I hate them. Yeah. And since they came with the starter box, there's just, like, I think, Season two, like almost half the league was orcs at one point, just because everyone's got that team. Pretty much, yeah. Right. And then in season three, we have a Nurgle team win, which yeah. is Steve's. Yeah. So Steve's been waiting so long this episode to kind of gloat that 
I don't know how the hell he did it. I don't have to gloat. Just by winning it is gloating enough. <laughs> it is gloating. My team, second season, I have still not gotten a robber for free <laughs> at all. I've killed a ton of Camry people. Yeah, I know. They all have you regen. Plenty of Stati players and plenty of players with regen, so <laughs> you just got robbed. That's true. Um, and I killed a five-strength guy once or twice. I was just like, damn it. Um, you won the championship with no I had bench. two. This whole season, I've not had any bench. Mm-hmm. One game, I had four journeymen. I won two games, lost two yep. games, and tied two games before taking down both of you guys on the way to the championship. Well, taking me down <laughs> doesn't mean much anymore. Yeah, it does. Right, they right did have a rough go. And strictly speaking, the Nurgle had a bad season too, right up until the part where they won. <laughs> I know, they just got hot. It's the whole thing of, I play better when it matters. They were like the fifth seed. Yeah, we shouldn't, I mean, it, it was bad. I should have not had any chance to win. Because <laughs> beating, beating Scott, I figured I have a good chance because Scott, mm. that was our third matchup that time. I've just destroyed him every time. Yeah. But going up against Anthony's lizard team, I'm like, I have no chance. Yeah, he was actually, <laughs> I remember him leaving the house and he was like, we have a third place game, don't we? And I was like, yep, so you might as well try because either yeah. way you have to play an extra game because you're in the final four. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, sometimes I hate that third place game. They came back, I won. I yeah, won. It, it was a rough game. Like it was, uh, he got the early score and a couple of casualties uh, with one of his claw Nurgle Warriors, and then I had the ball to tie it up and stalled one turn too long, and he had to make a series of dodges, including a couple with a Nurgle Warrior and some GFIs. After a chain push, yep. After some dodges to to make make that chain push, push, and then the chain push, and then some more dodges with that Nurgle Warrior into a tackle zone, out of a tackle zone, two GFIs, and then a hit on a Blodge Skink. Yeah. Uh, did the math later? It was 1.7% chance of success. It, it was great. And and you really, your guy says he has blodge. He doesn't. Every time I hit him, he went down. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you looked at him funny, it was definitely a pow. And he <laughs> was just, uh, yeah, it made me sad. And then Steve went on to the finals to play the stacked um, orc team. I mean, it's just stacked to a block. Yeah. And blow and still won. With 11 guys, I have no idea how you do that. <laughs> it's called... One thing that really does help, my Beast of Nurgle has guard, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have two warriors with block, mighty blow, and claw. So I can't even imagine giving them pylon under the old rules. Because I'm already just removing people left and right. I like to receive generally, because I like to hit. But when I can receive and take one or two people off the pitch pretty easily it changes the dynamic of a game yeah and i even knocked both those guys off the field at one point but regen brought another one in and then you made your ko roll on the other guy like immediately it was just yeah i believe i did the same thing in the playoff game i to those <laughs> bad boys off the field mm-hmm. and it didn't matter because i couldn't pick up the ball for six turns it's another reason six why i think regen is too powerful it should only work one time per character huh. I, I could live with that and then i think apothecaries should be able to be used after a game i've always kind of Wondered what that would be like if you say it's a big game. Because you're like, you're basically penalizing yourself by not allowing someone to come back in. It's uh that doesn't really have anything to do with the league. Quite a quandary on that. So Anthony, did you finish 
But you finished third, correct, this season? Yeah, um, after losing to Steve in the playoffs, <laughs> got my third uh, place victory on the third and fourth match, yeah. Did you get third last season, or did you, you didn't miss play the playoffs? I got, yeah, I got second in the first season, lost to the Vampires in a game that was mine to lose. Uh, did not play the playoffs in the second season, and then in another game that was, you know, me being favored ridiculously, I lost to Steve and then got kicked over to third place. Combined, though, Steve's been as a first, I have a second, you have a second. Yeah. And you both have a third, so we're doing pretty well. <laughs> I'm, I'm one and done, man. Yeah. I don't need any other trophies. I just need the first and place. And retired. All done. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's bringing them back because he's lazy. He just doesn't want to make a new team. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Last season, he's like, I don't know why I played these guys. Now he's wanted. I'm bringing them back. Oh, no, he was saying that the whole time this season, too. He's like, oh, I hate these guys. They always have loners. Like, these frauders are terrible. Then I'll say, yeah, one. Whoops. <laughs> hey, I want one freaking free rotter. And then after that, maybe. You think the key for your normal team, though, is the combo of block, mighty blow, and claw? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I, I wouldn't say without a doubt, but that's huge. Well, that and your agility for Pestigore. The agility for Pestigore that I got late in the season has been really nice. Well, our league is nothing yeah. but uh, I'm going to take block and I'm going to take my blow. That's our whole league. Yeah. And if I really well, dislike choosing skills. I like the random much better. Well, I mean, it, at the same time, you know, like season two was half orcs. It, it, you have to take block, guard, mighty blow just to keep no, up. I, I, it. I, I understand sense. why they take them. I'm just getting... Yeah. I'm with Steve on this. I find picking skills to be the most boring thing ever, especially when <laughs> you're playing an orc team or a Kimry team. You know what you're going to take. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, there's just no question. Like, oh, I guess I'm going to take this. It's kind of like doing a paint by numbers versus making an abstract painting and trying to figure <laughs> out what's there. I mean, with the elves, it's actually had to consult other people before. Like, I don't play elves often, and especially with pick your skills. But, you know, what's some ideas here? Oh. I I did take diving tackle with one warrior. That's going to affect, and it has really paid off. I really it like really it. did that. That uh had our first game as a tie, I think, because you DT'd one of my skinks. Like what? You have you have what? <laughs> yeah, I I played a guy in the, back to the online thing. I played a guy online. He had uh, diving tackle tentacles and uh, stand firm. And it's just it's like yeah. once you have that, okay, here you go. I'm on you. <laughs> Yeah, one of my favorite Croxagores was a diving tackle Croxagore. Like, just minus three on dodges was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're not going to change anything for our league. And not for a while. agree that our system is the best because we're playing with most of the new rules, but with the old inducements. I, I still <laughs> like the cards. I don't know if anybody else has taken many cards. No, nobody does because they don't really look at them. I have been one of the top seed teams for so long, I don't even remember what the hell it feels like to get an inducement, so... Yeah, I know. I noticed uh, this season some other guys have brought in new teams, and it kind of makes me mad. But at the same time, I know like they're just they're new to Blood Bowl, so they want to try new yeah. teams. And I'm like, how dare you do this? You're ruining my fun, and I don't want to play you because I got to give you 500k in inducements. Oh yeah, I, if everybody starts at 1.5, we don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely one way to do it, and new teams get plenty of extra players but they have no skills so they still get destroyed like yeah it totally yeah. works <laughs> although they probably wouldn't use the whole one five but right i mean they well, shouldn't. 
But with uh, expensive mistakes, it's you, you can't save that much without getting penalized for it anyway. Oh, so that's true. I thought of that. Yeah, you got to get under two k, otherwise you're just hurting yourself. What are your guys' thoughts on the expensive mistakes? I don't know if y'all even had to deal with it. I have a couple of times, but I've been burned every time. Just about well, not every time. I'm exaggerating. I'd say fifty percent of the time that I've had to roll, I've had. We had a we had a halfling team lose what 150k I think. Oh, yeah, because wow. they were just sitting at he like three half his treasury. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, so speaking of first season, um, that's exactly what happened to me. I was saving enough money to get a wizard because I was again going to be the overdog, um, but I didn't really pay attention to the chart and I had just over 2k. So I rolled that one, lost half my treasury, was below the 150 to get myself a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of getting extra players, I was saving it up for a wizard and got below that cap. So I, one of the many fun reasons why I got hammered in that game. So I totally yeah. misplayed that system. So speaking of the wizard, should we get rid of him? Well, I think this season's already started, so we're not going to Well, no, I'm, we're not going to do anything for a while. Eventually. Yeah. Okay, what, what I'm thinking is we've got a year down, we play another year, but we think about stuff we want to implement after that. Sure. I mean, we might really, it might really be time to try out the new inducements. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing that because the wizard kind of like picking skills is if you can, you do. Um, yeah, of course. It, you never don't take that. Um, like I said, I've been in the overdog on almost every matchup I've had since season one. So, uh, you had a lot of wizards after you. I've had wizards after me all the time. And it definitely sucks, but at the same time, it's not. Uh, having spent two seasons pretty much with a wizard almost every game, I can tell you it really sucks on those plays when you have that breakaway drive and the wizard shows up and it's like, well, that sucks. But yeah, but when you're over, you're the overdog by that much, it kind of does even it out a little bit. So I don't know. I don't mind keeping it around, but um, even being on the receiving end quite often, I I don't really see that much of a problem with it. But at the same time, it's really weird balance shift when you play your best all of a sudden you have this great breakaway the team's all blocked in you have your guy going towards the end zone and just out of nowhere something you can't control fucks it up yeah yeah right i i do enjoy the old cards because we know for at least a long time they were balanced yeah your money yeah this is worth this much this is worth that much but i'm thinking maybe it's time to move away from the old inducements and take the new inducements maybe include keep the old cards but you know yeah the, the problem I have with the new cards is one, there's no money value on them. We talked about this before. There's a way to do that, but it still I don't think is equitable. And then there's some cards that just say this automatically happened. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, you put the ball. Oh, well, you intercept. I also don't like the fact that not everybody has access to everything. Oh well, I bought this pack and I bought this pack and then the human pack and then the elf pack. And... That's true. There's, there's some of that. Whereas the other cards. We have a system at the shop that anybody can take the cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works out for them. So. I mean, if we well, want to do that, we could probably just chart out the new ones too and just have them available. True. I do like more inducements. I've always been a fan of different and new inducements, like yeah. maybe doing our own stadiums or doing our own, you know, custom kickoff table. If you pay a certain amount, or yeah. But with that kind of thing, I'd say we either keep it semi-serious with roughly the version we have now, or we go full Monty and just add in all the crazy stuff and just let it ride. 
Yeah, that's that's the weird thing because you you do reach a point at some point along the way of okay, now everything's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And we're kind of on that edge. We start adding in more stuff besides just the the cards that are unbalanced. We add in the new inducements like cheerleaders that become players and referees that are suddenly doing things. You might as well just accept yeah. that it's just insane and just take all of it. Second edition all over again. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, but Second if you're going to go, just go. So anything else before we wrap this up about the league? Um, thoughts, changes, things you like? You like you like tabletop better than online? I like tabletop league far better, yes. That is my favorite iteration that I've had. That's good. Yeah. But as far as anything to change, I don't like the want to retire system as is. I would either want to adjust that or just ditch it altogether. That's my biggest problem. I'm good with that. It's, yeah. it's not but, doing what I think it's intended to do adequately, and it's a giant bucket of paperwork that I don't feel like doing anymore. <laughs> So it should at some point, though, at, I mean, really, you have to get four or five seasons in before people have to start retiring. Right. Like, we're only on season three, and you don't even have to worry about it until season two. Um, most of our teams just barely got their second season because we had a few people restart. My team's the only one that's actually even gotten high enough to potentially have a bunch of people retire, but even that didn't happen. Uh, but by the end of this year, when we have hopefully a couple teams at like four or five um, that might really see the system in work. But just in the first couple of season, it doesn't work as intended. I don't think. Well, Anthony, thank you for coming on the podcast with hey, us. Thanks for having kind me. Of, um, shooting the crap about our blood bowl league and stuff. I think it's been fairly successful. If we can get you military guys to stop going away <laughs> for yeah. six months at a time. Um, but we have some consistent members for the whole year yeah. and it, People still are showing up for game nights, and some people are still kind of looking our way to maybe learn to play. So with the new store, maybe we can get a new influx of some demo games and get some people yeah. even to join our league as we progress. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. We've, Like you said, we've had a pretty good core group. Um, just need to get some more blood to even out the player base for those times when not everyone can show up. So Yeah, when it's only four people, and you're like, wait, I know I played him twice. I think I played her twice, so I have to play you. Well, don't make it sound like we have four people. We have more than four people. Well, we do, but some but you know, last life happens. Night, we only had four. <laughs> yeah, there's been nights when it was two. Like, it, it happens, but that's why we have random matchups and the ability to do it outside of league night. Yeah, more people would be better, for sure. Yes. All right. Thank you, Anthony, for coming on both down, and we will talk to you later. Good luck wherever you're at in the United States right now. <laughs> Thank you. We'll see you soon. You're not you're not with us, so we miss you, buddy. Right, miss you guys, too. Get those dice rolling. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. We will be back with segment three, the Downies. And now it's time for... The Downies. This is the award ceremony where we hand out achievements awards of the top two things because it's both down. So we need two. And uh, by hand out, we mean we give you nothing. We talk about you. We talk about you. On the podcast. And I think probably it's time to maybe not ca call these the Downies anymore, but maybe call them the B BDAs, both down awards. Kind of like both down approved. 
Yeah, kind of. It kind okay. of still fits the BDAs, which the the beaters, which sounds like kind of like having the beaties. <laughs> the beaties. So we have to decide by this time next year because I thought Downies was kind of cool. And then, at the time, then, I was like, Spoon, "Are you sure you really want to call it that?" And then Spoon mentioned something to me about it, and I was like, "Surely not." So then I like Urban Dictionaryed it, and then like I got this meaning of like a cool meaning, and then I thought, "That's that's not terrible," but it was like the sixth definition of Downies, <laughs> not one through five. Yeah, the so other five are probably not so good. Yeah, we're not going to talk about them. So, but we are going to talk about the BDAs and see who gets if, some great awards. If you want to be mentioned next year, come up with a better name for this segment. <laughs> yeah, we need a we need something because I thought the Downies would be cool because it's a both down award, like the Emmys. Yeah, you know, or and like you know, down like feathers. You know, it we're, we're very downy. Yeah. Like Downy the soap. Right. All these things. There's no negative connotation to any of that. Well, unless you your mind's thinking that way, you right. sickos. Anyways, every year we have 12 categories or so, and if somebody would suggest one that's worthy. I wow. did not drop my phone. That was Steve dropping his phone for the first time maybe ever in podcast history. Pretty sure. He likes to get on to me about, don't tap this. Don't do that. Don't draw. Don't do this. I was trying to make sure my buzzer was off, and mm-hmm. it is. Sure, buddy. Now, it does make noise when I drop it on the table. That was a booty call, wasn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. You're sitting there. I'm just saying. Somebody was like, texted you and said, hey, what are you doing? It's 10 o'clock. It's awfully early for a booty call. Is it? I don't know. I thought booty calls were like 24-7. Like, when you need it, you just call or text. That sounds like the beginning of a song. <laughs> if you need... It's like a Simon and Garfunkel booty call song. Wow. They need to do that. One last ride together. <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. Are they both dead? No. See, they should do this. The so booty- is that going to be a new segment, Both Dead? <laughs> <laughs> both Dead. <laughs> kind of like that. We give you three people, we can and start, you tell us which two are both dead. Dude, we could start a podcast talking about Walking Dead and how stupid it is, and be called Both Dead. I'm not against this. <laughs> that means I'd have to really watch the episodes and care. No, it means we get to make fun of them from the beginning, like, this is stupid. All right, I'm turning this ship around. We're going back to the BDAs. Stay on target. All right, first up, the category is top two tournament trips we went on. Now, oh, I wait, must admit... Whoa, whoa. Is it we or well, it's just like individually? Individually, because okay. we went on a few trips separately this year. Yeah. I only went to eight events or nine tournaments, if you count uh, the BRAF. How many events did you go? Do you remember? I have no idea. Okay. Probably around the same thing, because you went something. to... Yeah. Some, something. Yeah. No, something. That's a good answer. I had, I had uh, tournaments, and there were people there. I'm pretty sure. Thank you, Senator, Republican Senator, <laughs> who doesn't want to I would like to named. plead the fifth. Right. <laughs> I cannot recall. So my top two trips that I went on happened to lean towards, I went with my girlfriend on these trips and had a lot of fun. It was nice having somebody who I like to see naked and play Blood Bowl with. Besides me. Besides Steve. Yes. For the first time. I said girlfriend, not man-wife. Yeah, but you like seeing me naked, and you like playing Blood Bowl with me. Sure. Yeah. I just got to put on the shades. You're so pale. Yeah. 
<laughs> so my trips were three die brawl and the Emerald City Cup, which was the first trip I took my man wife and my girlfriend on. True. We had lots of fun, kind of in a weird way, because like wasn't really weird. The fact that you think it's weird is kind of alarming. No. Well, <laughs> one, I raged. I got so mad, I oh, rage well, left. Yeah. And I get a text from Jennifer who says the same thing, like, where are you at? I'm ready to get out of here. True. So she rages at the same time. Um, me and you both played a same person and had good results against the same person. You, We'll talk about that later. Uh, we, we played each other. We came back through a big rain mess. Yeah. Like a typhoon. We and had the worst food ever. We had the worst food ever. I forgot about that. It was super late. I mean, just all these things. Yeah. Combined. We had a loose meat sandwich. Yeah. Are you telling me this trip was not weird? Not well. And we had the uh, the theme song. The, <laughs> the birth of the Steve Campbell theme song. Right. Which was amazing. And I can no longer <laughs> ever watch the Cleveland show without hearing the Steve Campbell show song. Which... It's a Steve Campbell show. And I am here to say. Etc. Etc. You can't do this. <laughs> You're gonna have to record it one day for all the fans out there. So those are my two trips: Three Die Brawl and Emerald City Cup. Okay. Uh, mine. I mean, unfortunately, every year I'm just gonna have to put Chaos Cup on there because Chaos Cup is amazing. It's always great seeing everyone getting to hang out with Drew and Chance, going downtown Chicago and wherever we do. Um, and then a Moracle Cup. It was a giant trip, just two days out there, basically, two-day weekend, two days back. Big, long trip without you. You got to see the United States. We did. We got to see a lot of the United States, had a great time, met a lot of people we've only known online before, played some great games. You probably had a great time because I wasn't there. Oh, that does help. You didn't have to worry about me. We had the other Scott that rages. No, oh, so, see, that worked. And it's funny when he drinks. So it's almost like having you there. Great. That's great. Yeah. Young Scott. Yes. All right. Uh, top two tournament themes at tournaments we went to. I don't know. Yeah, this one's a little difficult, yeah. especially when you don't play a lot of them. And, and most, some of them don't have themes. I was going to say, most tournaments don't have themes. So for me, uh, Emerald City Cup, they always do the Wizard of Oz theme. It's almost like a campaign every year. Yeah. Something like gets that. changed from the results of the year before and Oklahoma bowl. And I know I'm kind of tooting my own horn, but I personally enjoyed the fact that Oklahoma bowl was so successful in the storyline that they went back in time, pulled out the forgotten five, the okay. old um, star players from the gouge die. And everybody, every one of the star players got used and maybe one guy got a, really abused by being overused. But I just thought it was kind of a different, neat idea to use second edition star players and not making them ageless well, like Vergultur. I think it's pretty lame for you to put one of your own tournaments that you made the rules on there. So you put so Nuffling Six. Oh, there oh. you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to think of ones that had themes, and I really enjoyed our Spiky or uh, Nuffling this year. The Jason theme with the hatchet and that was my machete. third. That was my third. So. And, and then Buccaneer Bowl, just because I always find it fun playing on ships. Was the rules the same mm -hmm. with the sliding ship? Yeah. See, I missed that tournament. Oh, yeah. That was so fun the year before. So it, it It's just a fun little goofy mechanic. That, it's small enough where yeah. it doesn't matter, but it's big enough where it matters. It can. It can matter in the like, right situation. Not this year, but last year you're playing Kendall, where 
just like turn after turn, everybody started, go, you know, going to the port side and it made all of his people go off. Yeah. Like, oh, this is huge. Yeah, it was a fun event. Um, top two tournaments not attended. And I think for the previous two years, I probably said the same thing. Rock Cup is one. Yeah, that's one that of mine again. I always wish. We will be going this year somehow. I got to figure out Hopefully. how to get there this year. I don't know when it falls yet. We don't I don't think have Matt a set a date yet. I no, think he said so, March. So hopefully okay. we can definitely be there, go down there. It'd be awesome if it falls on a weekend where me and Jennifer don't have the kids and we can take her down to Austin because yeah. I think she'd have a blast hanging out with Kent and uh, Melissa. I, I like going to Austin. I like everybody down there. It sucks. You know, winter war is just hard to get to when I'm trying to re- you know get everything done for Oklahoma Bowl. And this year I've got dad. we got to go do something with him. And then uh, last September, or whenever um, Bugman's was mm-hmm. last time, I wasn't able to make it either. So it f- feels like I keep missing Austin tournaments. Well, now we kind of know how those Austin guys feel about us running all these tournaments. I mean, a yeah. lot of times they all can't come every, oh, it's very to true. every tournament. Because yeah. there, there is just enough difference in there. I mean, we're, we've been blessed that... Ken has offered his house for us mm-hmm. to stay the few times we were there and stuff. So uh, my other tournament that... I thought would be really fun to go to is uh, Derek uh, Duder's tournament, the Ufta Bowl. That would be great to go to sometime. I just think it'd be fun. He's a great guy. I had a lot of fun seeing him again at Three Die Brawl this year. So mm-hmm. kind of like to go out there and play it and just hang out with those guys. Uh, my other one is Three Die Brawl. Missing Aww. that this year sucked. It really did. Aww. But I was wiped from the Memorial Cup tournament. Yeah. Memorial Cup one weekend and then. You know, three die brawl the next weekend is just like I really can't do that. He was white folks for real. He was like, you were like a zombie, kinda. Yeah, but it just took a while, and all it was a matter of I like to be on my own a lot. I need to be on my alone time to recharge. And when I had six days of being around people, and two of those days around you, a lot of people, you couldn't masturbate. No, well, I, I could, but I chose not to. Oh, okay. I figured they didn't like that. It's it's a way to win a game, though. You start doing it at the table. Someone would be like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to leave. <laughs> so you forfeit? You forfeit? Okay. Because I'm not finished. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top two Blood Bowl things we acquired last year. Now, this could be from anything. This could be, I don't know, a miniature from Impact. This could be a miniature from Willie. This could be... An old second edition figure. Just things that you're going to use for Blood Bowl that you acquire. If you put Jennifer on the list, that is very bad. Oh, well, not really. So I'm going to go to my... <laughs> um, Tom had his stuff, his extra stuff, yeah. this year at Chaos Cup. And I was working towards trying to get Jennifer a dwarf team. And I did find some like old like minor-looking guys from probably Warhammer, just yeah. fantasy setting. And I picked up a bunch of those little characters to be like a coach and cheerleader mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I was happy to find those four because they fit in really well with her team. Right. And then Glart Smash Rip, the painted one, of course. Oh, yes. Um, you know, I put the call out to anybody just likes to paint for free or, you know. Those Crimson Impress Studios? Right. And he he volunteered and it was amazing and it's such a beautiful picture. I was saving up money to get a team painted, and then I bought other stuff. Right. You always do that. Yeah. But I was very happy to have 
Glart Smasher at Fat Glart. Painted, looks awesome, looks pristine, and I can't wait to get him to the field. Those were my top two, and there was a lot of stuff I acquired. Sure. Those are the things that really stick out. Uh, One of my favorite things is our little squad, when we went to Oracle Cup, we decided to get custom pitches made, and we decided to go through Maelstrom while they're neoprene. So I have a Maelstrom, neoprene, uh, Storm Ravens pitch. And it's all I play on anymore. I it's love it. pretty freaking amazing. It's just, it's perfect. The neoprene's the perfect size. It's incredible quality. And the stitched edging and just the tube. As lame as it is, it comes in a t- it came in a tube. And that's one of my favorite things. Well, yeah, it's easy to carry around yeah. and transport. And the, Maelstrom's the same people that's doing the field for Oklahoma Bowl. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Uh, well. So if anyone listens to this, I think we have until February 1st to get an order in. The, yeah, he does great work. So we worked with him probably too much. <laughs> yes, I was waiting. He said for he him never to... got tired of us, but we he, we have very specific tastes. He's lying. Maybe, maybe. I was ready for a chair to fly through the internet and just <laughs> smack me in the head. But no, great great pitch. Good good choice. Yeah, and my other one is I got a human team. A human team. Like I thought you, you were going to say those little cases you got to like model your figures. Oh, those were actually cool. No, um, human team that came with its own friggin' ship. Oh, your pirates. P- pirate team went to the pirate ship. I've I been looking for a stupid long time to wanting to get an actual ship to put like the Norse team on. And someone on Facebook was like, hey, I'm trying to get rid of these. I was like, well, if you're trying to get rid of them, how much would you take? Steve sweeps in and he just out yeah. them by bidding Steve up. sent. Uh, uh, spent a lot of money on it, but I was also able to send some stuff to him to get painted to go with it, and it's really awesome. I got to do some touch-ups to fix stuff that got damaged in transit. So I, but, I assume you're waiting for Buccaneer Bowl to bring that out oh, this year. Yeah, this year, <laughs> Buccaneer Bowl. If I better make it, it's going to. It's just like the random weekend. It's going to show up. I'm go, oh, I can't go, but no, someone's <laughs> taking that team to Buccaneer Bowl. <laughs> It's amazing. Somebody has to play humans, though. Don't have to. They can be anything. They just are humans. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, top two favorite podcast moments. Okay. For me, uh, number one was talking to Nick Keim uh, of the Blood Bowl comic. That was very cool. Um, on air and off the air. It was yeah. really interesting to talk to him and find out just some of the ins and outs and his history of Blood Bowl. And then the second one is... Still a podcast moment, but not one for both down. It was when me and Jennifer was interviewed on Three Die Brawl or Three Die Block during the Three Die Brawl. You're bringing another podcast into this? Yes, I am. So sad. They have three in there, so it's like all it's true. of us together. I get it. So no, it was it was fun. I oh, think yeah. Jennifer had fun at her first tournament and stuff, so it was it was interesting and fun little interview that we did, weren't planning on doing. So. I would say my favorites were uh, the little end rap that I made, or the the techno song of you dating a boy. Oh, I don't even know if I know about this. Yeah, you know about this. Shut up. No, I've never heard about this. Yeah, you have. I would never date a boy. <laughs> you said it was like dating a 13-year-old boy. What? And then I did the techno remix of that. I don't that's actually... That, I'm, I'm in complete denial. Yeah, Why would right. my friend do that to me? 
um, because I'm not a good friend. Uh, but that was one of the impetuses of making me get a new computer because <laughs> I wanted to do more for that, but I couldn't find anything that I could use. And I tried to download something that wouldn't run. I'm like, ah, this is killing me. Because I was trying to mix it all in Audacity, and my computer was like, no, we're not doing this. I don't know what you're trying to do, but I'm not having it. I want to be a jerk to my friend Scott and yeah. hide something in our podcast that he's never listened to. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then the other one was the introduction of Ricardo Firminelli. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Man, I forgot all about that. I know. <laughs> we really dropped the ball on him, but... That's all right. There's still time to work it. I mean, you don't have to, like, hear something and then immediately do something about it. <laughs> Just jump on it, yeah. Right. It's true. I mean, why blow your wad really quick? True. I mean, so... I- I'm with you, but no, that was great. And <laughs> No, I-, I forgot. I actually totally forgot about that moment. Yeah. Dang it, we should have talked before we did this. Nah. All right. Top two personal achievements in Blood Bowl. This could be really anything. So, number one for me... Oklahoma Bowl sets the one-day tournament attendance record with 56. Yeah, that's my number one, too. Because it's mean, not technically a personal achievement, but we work together, so... It is kind of, because we've always I, wanted to have... I pimped it out as much as I could. We've always wanted to And we have called like, in favors. Of course we did. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. And we begged people to play that we haven't seen for years, and they showed up and played. But we still did it. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. And, I mean, we... We can't claim, you know, like, was it Slurpee that still has like 60 or something? I don't know. Well, they have, well they have that's a two day thing. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're never going to beat Chaos Cup or anything like that. But Probably not, no. But even if this doesn't stand forever, that just means it's great for the Blood Bowl community. And yeah. I mean, Sabale's got more than 56 players. So great for them. But for now, we can brag about it. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome to see. We're say a that month before the the next Oklahoma Bowl and we're sitting at thirty six people signed up. Wow, that's really good. I really didn't think we were top fifty this year. I think we will. I'm huh. hoping. Uh s- second achievement, and everybody's gonna say that this is all slanted towards one person. And you're right. I found a girl who wants to play Blood Bowl with me. That's a pretty cool achievement. I don't know if that's I guess that's an achievement. It's better than having one that goes and bitches the whole time. That's true. It's no. one that say it's better than one that wants to stay home no, and no, then no. bitches the whole time. It's better than one who stays at home and gripes at you for why do you always play games? It's pretty awesome yeah. to have somebody that wants to go be one of the guys and play games. Yeah, but finding a girl I don't know if that counts as a personal achievement. Okay. Well I'm counting it. Okay, that works. Um mine. I, I had some great games at Chaos Would it Cup. help if it's a personal achievement, if it's a girl I'm attracted to that also likes to play Blood Bowl? Uh, I don't know. Just the, the the word achievement. You didn't do something to get it. Oh, I did something uh, That's to true. Get it. Yeah. Okay. That's true. <laughs> um, so I had some great games at Chaos Cup. Uh, I think a tied chance on the last game. It was really tough. But my favorite thing that I did... At what was it, Emerald City Cup? Mm-hmm. I was down two to nothing at half halftime, playing in. I'm playing my Norse team with Ice Pelt and against Wood Elves. Against Wood Elves, yeah, that's right. And I was down two to nothing. I came back to win three to two, 
That was amazing. I couldn't believe that. And when I got the last interception and then I ran it in, I was just like, oh my God, I I don't want to be a, a douche to you here right now, but this is amazing. I can't believe I did this. It was awesome. So you came back from 2 nothing. Yeah, with Norse and Ice Pelt. At halftime, wasn't it? 2 nothing. Yeah, so I said yeah. 2 nothing at halftime. That's so crazy, dude. Yes. It that is. is so hard to do a Blood Bowl, especially tournament Blood Bowl. Yes, against <sighs> Wood Elves. Right. Because <laughs> all you had to do was score one more time and I'd be screwed. But For sure. Well, congrats. Top two Blood Bowl games of the year. I'm going to let you go first. Okay, well, that one I did not put in as a top two. Um, it could have been, but this goes back to Chaos Cup. And I'm just lumping all the Chaos Cup games in together. So I took Chaos Dwarves, and I took Grashnak Blackhoof against everyone's advice. And another Minotaur, right? Didn't you have two? Or just no, the one? No, I think I just had Grashnak, because I couldn't fit the other one in. Grashnak and no bulls. No bulls, Grashnak, right. okay. six dwarves, and hobos. Right, okay. And everyone's like, that's a horrible build. You're an idiot. You're stupid. And I did just as well as everybody else. Yeah. Um, I pitch cleared a vampire team. I played Matt Hurljack, gave him a very good game. I think he still beat me, but gave him a good game. He beat you. I know he beat me, but still, I gave him a good game. You tied Chance. Who played, and I tied Chance. Who was playing to sweep the whole tournament. Yeah. And, and that was a great game. And there was a lot of moments between that and a Oracle Cup. I've learned a lot of valuable lessons of don't pick up don't try to pick up the ball when you don't need to because there was a couple of times that i lost games because i'm like well i'll just try to pick up with the big guy if i don't get him it's not that big a deal because it'll at least bounce next to me no it doesn't it bounces on the one guy i don't (laughs) want it to and then it bounces away from him and now it's two squares away from me i'm like damn it right i understand (sighs) And then a Moracle Cup, I played a Quebecois player who just, he, he's had bad luck. The whole, he was playing Chaos Pact. He lost, no, this is a different guy, I think. Anyways, just, he hated Jordel Fresh Breeze. I played with Jordel. <laughs> he was doing amazing. And his buddy leaned over and was like, so, uh, you know, how's it going? Or whatever in French. And all I hear is, <laughs> it made me feel so good. So he was He was really mad at Jordel. I think he was mad at you for playing Jordel. Yeah. That tournament like this lazy fat American keeps playing Jordel. Man. And he, he sucks really bad, but the only thing saving him is Jordel. I've never stalled so much at a in any game. As I did that weekend with Helves. It can happen. You can do the Elf stall. Oh, yeah. It's definitely like a strategy. And it was, sometimes it was amazing. It's really worth it. Mm-hmm. All right. My, my top two games of the year, I have quite a few candidates because I narrowed it down to two, but I wanted to give some honorable mentions to some of these. Okay. Um, play Tim Walker at Oklahoma Bowl with my Chaos Pack team. He beat me one nothing. Mm hmm. He beat the hell out of me, but I still hung on and fought and had some chances. So that was a great game. Um, 
I played Pat Wynn at Chaos Cup. He beat me two to one. I was furious in this game, <laughs> but it really like from a distance was a great game. Yeah. And it was really fun. And playing Pat is always fun. I'm pretty sure he gave me the plague during this. Or yeah, is that that was the previous? I know it's oh, like okay. a gimmick. Yes, he is that's, the plague bearer. Now. That's my gimmick. Is that Pat is always sick. We should make him play only Nurgle now. <laughs> Pat, you can only play Nurgle at Oklahoma Bowl weekend. Yep. Both, both tournaments. Sorry, dude. No, we had a good time. You know, Pat's one of those guys where <laughs> when things go bad for you, I think he legitimately feels kind of bad for you (laughs) maybe maybe it's only people he likes and maybe i'm just one of those few but we had a great fun game undead versus undead so there's that uh play tim har at i think it was nuffleween where i played really good you know with my humans versus his dark elves and then he started smashing my face in the second half and i scared him just enough where he was just he was ready to settle for the tie instead of giving me a chance. So, to me, that's a good sign that you this know, feels some like respect. a very sadistic list or masochistic list. Like, isn't it weird? These how people m- beat me, and I really liked it. No, isn't it weird though? How much I'll get on here and I'll piss and moan and get mad at tournaments. But looking back, these these games that I'm talking about are the most memorable games. Of course, they to are. Me. Your, um, your endorphins are pumping through you like raging keggers. <laughs> um, and I want to. I want to put this one on the list, It's, but I can't. The it, list of five? Well, it's actually six. Okay. So this is the last honorable mention. <laughs> uh, the guy that you played, the guy that had the Wood Elves yes. at Emerald City, I was playing him with my Pro Elves, and he did not understand the Elf Stall at all. And oh, he was getting yeah, furious. That's right. And he was going on tilt about me not scoring. He was so pissed about that. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you just told me this tilts you. So... I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And, and really, the result was 2 nothing. me. And it was just driving him insane because why would you do this with pro elves? We're so supposed to score. And I thought, I ain't giving you the ball because you scored two touchdowns on Steve in one half. Oh, yeah. And he did like to score fast. Oh, sure did. And I had to because I'm trying to come back. So it exactly. made sense. Okay. So my two games of the year both happened at 3 dog brawl mm-hmm. um game one was against probably the most fun i had in the game all year it was my halflings versus kramer's dwarves uh kramer hung out with Duder all weekend from up up from that area great guy had fun the whole time even when dice went wrong we were still laughing it was just i wish that guy was in our league yeah he's just a fun guy sure it helped that i held the dwarves to a zero zero tie Sure, it helped that, you know, some mistakes happened on both of our ends. But it was a fun freaking game. I mean, diving into a dwarf cage and rolling two pals is pretty amazing sometimes. And Definitely. Sometimes you need those moments to have great games. And so we had it. Um, so that was probably the most fun game I had all year. Zero, zero tie. The second one comes... When I was playing Andrew Miller up at Three Die Brawl with my halflings versus his um, underworld, the dude beat the snot out of me the whole game. It was one nothing though. I somehow held him to just one nothing. My trees aren't doing crap. Nothing until the final turn of the game, where I, <laughs> I managed to get the ball, 
hand off the ball or go for it, hand off the ball, throw, you know, blitz a guy off of him, yeah. throw a halfling. I get all the bounces I need. I land the halfling. I, I move up. I go for it. Boom. All with no rerolls. I was so overjoyed. I couldn't even like be happy because I felt like I was going to be a bad sport. And I just left the building. Right. And I think I went around the corner and called you immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I couldn't like stop chuckling to myself because it was such BS. But like such one of those moments where you go, yes. Right. Yes. And then you forget all the other times where, you know, like no, <laughs> of course. nothing ever works for me. Yeah. But anyways, those were my two games of the year. Cool. Top two worst games or tournament experiences of the year. Uh, this, both of them are Oracle Cup. As much as fun as I'd had. And they both basically happened at the same time. And one may have caused the other, but I can't really blame that. Um, the first game of Oracle Cup... I lost. I was playing against an orc team. It was a guy who was new. I underestimated that. I thought he wouldn't be that good. And honestly, wasn't that good. He was pulling off a lot of stuff he shouldn't. This was a guy who would go for it with every piece. Make it every time. (laughs) And he was doing things that made no sense. And I didn't plan for that. And it threw me off. So that annoyed me. But then the only other loss I had was on the first game of Sunday. And I played the Steven, nice guy. And it's his Slon team. They are super tough. And I just have a crap game left and right. Not only am I rolling bad, I'm making bad decisions of, you know, trying to dodge or not. Anyways, that comes at the same time that I'm trying to find out where Hess is. Because he's not showing up. Oh, the flat tire incident. The flat tire incident. So we are, what, 2,000 miles away from home? Right. And on the way to the tournament, he drove separately because we all went out for breakfast and he didn't want to go that early. So on his way, he got a flat tire. And we're setting up for matches. I haven't heard from him. And I look at my phone and I've got like... 12 missed calls and text messages. And I'm like, I've been busy. I haven't even looked. Yeah, you're a terrible friend. Well, I left, you know, I've been posting messages to Twitter and Facebook all weekend. So I turned the ringer off so I didn't feel it. Mm. I never, I never, my phone never makes noise. It's always on vibrate. But the vibration was turned off. So I didn't realize. So I happened to look at it and I'm like, oh shit, what happened? And it was like, emergency 911, call me. I'm like, oh crap, is he dead? He can't be dead because he's messaging me, but he might have died since then. So I'm trying to get the team set up, tell them where everyone is. I put my stuff down, tell the guy that I'll be back, and go call him. And he's got a flat tire. He gets an Uber to take him from there to the tournament so that he can play his game. Then after the game, on lunch, he goes back to the car, all this. We thought we were going to be stuck there. Oh, I remember. We thought that we would have to get, rent a car just to, to drive back for you know, me and Brownstone to drive back, and Hess was going to be stuck there because he had, you know, this big Escalade or whatever mm-hmm. with special tires, and nobody in the area has it. So, not his fault. 
don't have any issue with it. But a terrible experience. Terrible experience. And then it killed the plans for going to the coast. Because mm. we were going to go to the coast that evening, go get some nice seafood, you know, right. see the ocean. You know, we're landlocked here. We don't get to see the ocean that often. Sure. So it was like, well, we're here. It's now we're out of the way. Let's go do it. And um, just kind of sucked. Sure. We ended up just staying at the hotel and having Mexican food instead of going down to a really cool area and getting crab or something. Nice. But it's, it's you know, it is what it is. Sure. But still a bad experience. Much, yes. Much happier that it happened there than on the highway going 80. Um, I'm sure there's, I didn't even think about like off the field incidents, but well, mine, come, related, so. mine come right on the field. Yeah. Uh, first off, I've kind of already alluded to it. I was playing, uh, Joseph Kirst Ketchner up yeah. there and I got pitch cleared. I never thought that was going to happen. And yeah. he just beat the crap out of me. And beat the crap out of me. And beat the crap out of me. And I'm probably very lucky. And valid. You know, y'all, all you need is a couple of L's mm-hmm. to survive to score again. I mean, there's always a possibility when you play L's. Oh, absolutely. But I felt very lucky that he just was more after the pitch clear. And he was okay with the tie than scoring and then beating the hell out of me again. Yeah. But he beat the hell out of me. And I mean... And I was he's a nice so kid. So mad. Well, okay. I'll say he's a nice kid, but he's, he's, a, he, young, he's he, a young kid. Yes. And he likes it to get the attention and the approval. So when he's doing this, he's all about, hey, look at this, look at this, look sure. at you guys. And if I was fourteen or fifteen, I probably would have made the same mistake. Especially just pl- I mean Yeah. He plays the game for a lot more fun probably than I do. Right. He doesn't uh, take it as seriously. So you know. But I was just so furious, and I wasn't, like, pissed at him. I was pissed at the game. Sure. Just the game itself. Because I even had chances to, like, hit his player with the few players I had left, and it was just push-push. Oh, those games where you can't do down, anything are just so annoying. And where you can't do nothing. And then, then he'd peel a player off the field. And I was so furious, I just had to leave that building. And I immediately got in my car. I told Jennifer, I'm out of here. I'm pissed. You're going to go to the adult theater and jerk it. That's what I said. <laughs> she actually believed me. I, I would almost believe that. Okay. Well, but I didn't. Right. Um, so I drove around that neighborhood that's behind there, and I eventually went to Circle K or whatever that gas station was, and I was like, I even texted her. It's like, do you need anything? She's like, yes, I'm, I'm fuming mad, too. <laughs> I need a Dr. Pepper and all this stuff. So... Came back with some drinks and like she was mad. She was like, I was ready to leave too because she had a bad game where she got her butt kicked that same round. So, yeah, I was so mad. I understand. So mad. I just wanted to blow up that whole building at the time and I'm make everybody pay. <laughs> then uh, the second probably worst experience of the year comes at the hands of Joe Smith. Notice the theme here. Dun, Joseph dun, dun. and Joe Smith. Uh, this was at think nuffleween uh i sit down to play a guy with my human team which is not a great human team but i play underworld and i'm thinking well they all have most of them have seven armor (laughs) and he just once again destroys me i don't know what it is with you and armor at tournaments 
It makes no sense. It can't happen forever, right? I, I don't know that. I'm not I think trying. It feels like it does. It's it happened has. for at least the last year, for sure, if not a little bit longer. Well, I really wish the NAF kept stats on uh, casualties for and against because yeah. it's awful. But he just shredded me, and I think he beat me uh, three to one. I think it was. Wouldn't you like negative nine or negative twelve or something? Oh, at the yeah, end of the I, tournament? Yeah, I was really You were really the bad. only one to be negative, and you were way down there. Oh, yeah, I was way down. So, um, yeah, he just beat the snot out of me with, did Mathis goblins, scavens, or anything. And I was like, this is the second time I played this guy. And he beat the crap out of me in um, uh, Emerald City Cup mm-hmm. with his, it was cast dwarves versus elves, so at least that's a little bit more understandable. But I couldn't do nothing to him. I don't think I got one KO or anything against him. It was Jeez. It was awful. Awful, awful experience, and I wanted to flip the table and leave, but when you're hosting a <laughs> tournament, it's hard to do that, too. But nice guy. Yeah. So I'm not really mad at him, but I'm mad at all of them. Don't beat me up. Just get better armor. Get better armor. Okay, I'll do that. I'll have orc armor, elf speed. Hell, you've taken dwarves to tournament and been down two people before mm-hmm. you even touched yeah. the ball. Yeah, it's it's happened. All right. Enough of this worst game crap. Top two races based on the tournaments that you may never want to play again, or maybe just don't want to play for a long time because you're ready to take a break from them. Um, I played Kemri at Nuffleween. They just didn't work out for me. It was like, I noticed a theme now because I played with Ramtut. Apparently, I like playing with star players this year. Mm-hmm. Big star players. Well. I think me and you both try to fit star players in now. Yeah. As since we've done our twenty four. Also, I just have I like, I did so well with ice pelt that I really wanted to do that with other people. Sure. Um, but no, the Camry just didn't seem to do well, and I, ha- they're hit or miss. I'm okay with them, but I don't. You know. don't see yourself playing them anytime soon. I don't know. Okay. Mine looks so nice. I I want to. Right. But it doesn't thrill me. And another race? I was looking online, and it says I played Halflings for Oklahoma Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I can't imagine that I did. Because I don't think I have a Halfling team. Pretty sure you did. Do I have a Halfling team that's painted, though? I thought you either used mine or painted, played with the painted team you have that you gave away. I don't know how we could have messed up in Oklahoma Bowl. I don't know. You could, but, go, you could go look at your computer. and I don't I don't uh, care that much. So I'm going to say halflings because apparently if I did play them, I don't remember. Do you do and terrible? I always do horrible with halflings. <laughs> so I hate them. I don't know why I'd play them again. Okay. Um, so even if I didn't play them because I, it, it was on the Scars site and maybe I just put in the wrong thing. Maybe it's supposed to be high elves. and I, I, okay. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I screwed up. Um, but I hate halflings. So I'm just going to put them in there anyways. Two teams I don't want to play for a long time. Undead and Kimry. I just... I don't like Undead. I played him one time. I did not care for him. I just... I'm done. I, you know, if I want to go the Undead route, I think I'd just rather play Necro. Yeah. So... Werewolves are cool. It's not for the werewolves. I like the flesh golems and everything else. I like werewolves. Of course you do. You're into dogs. I don't know why you would say that. I'm a cat person. If I owned a dog, would you be nice to him? Of course. You're into dogs. Okay. It's that simple. I'm also into indigenous slaves, I guess, because if you had one of those, I would be nice to it too. Well, then you're into slaves. Okay. 
Well, All right. Now you, you know I'm into slaves and dogs. Right. <laughs> I'm so glad you don't edit this podcast. Because you can't take that out of context. <laughs> I'm into slaves. Dun, 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 dun. I'm into slaves. Dun, 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 dun. Somebody at least is chuckling right now at this. Maybe not many, but maybe you should write it if that just gave you a chuckle. I do not endorse slavery. I'm just going to put that out there. I know it's an unpopular you know, thing to say right now in these current political times. Um, top two races you enjoyed playing this year. For me, pro elves and halflings. I really don't know why I don't play halflings more because I seem to kind of really enjoy the uphill battle in some ways. Like... I don't know. Maybe it's like, you know, you're not supposed to win. So even a tie, you feel good. I guess. So like, it's kind of like the opposite of dwarves where if you lose with dwarves, you're like, God, how did I lose with dwarves? This is stupid. Right. I mean, so maybe it's just the the fact that you're not supposed to do anything with halflings. And when you do, it feels really good. So you feel like you have achieved something, even if it was a zero, zero tie or whatever. But pro elves, I had a lot of fun playing this year. I mean, I love my team. So that, that helps that I love my paint job. Right. And stuff like that. So Pro Elves is on there for me, too. Uh, I really love a build when I can put... Uh, a Broken jo- Star player? Jordel on there, yes. Broken Star player. He's amazing. And I've just done really well with him a couple of times I've taken them. And they're just fun. Because it, it fits all my criteria. I can hit people. I can dodge away. I can throw. I can do stupid stuff. It's all fun. And then Norse. Norse was one of my first teams I ever played. It's probably my favorite team to play, and I got to play it again in a tournament, and I, I really enjoyed it. That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm glad you kind of found your re-love for Norse, yeah. because for a while you haven't played them. I mean, you brought them back into our home league, and then they did horrible. Yeah. And so I thought like you were sour on them. Well, in the home league, yeah, because just I played another tournament sometime, I think, and I got my ass beat. The seven armor's rough. I sure. Mean, you definitely are a glass cannon, and once you start going down, you really go. Yeah. You think Block's going to save your butt all the time? Just play with Norse. Yeah, it feels like it will. It won't. No, sure doesn't. Top two places we ate at when we traveled or at tournaments last year. I know one of mine is not going to be on your list. Really? Yep. So I have like five places. <laughs> No, I, I want to so mention I'm so glad we them. do lists of two, and you're well, like, I've got 43 Well, in some ways, ups. you would say the nominees are Hakua Sushi, <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Forbidden Planet Pizza, Iowa City, Iowa, The Kalachi Factory, everywhere except Oklahoma, Yeah, Oberweiss, <laughs> Chicago. Didn't think about Oberweiss. Giordano's, Chicago, and the winners are... <laughs> Forbidden Planet Pizza and the Kalachi Factory for me this year. Wow. And I don't know if that's because I love Overboise and Giordano's and the sushi place, or if I just had more memorable times at these other locations. It helps. I love me some Kalachi Factory, though. I mean, really scarily love that place. I can't like leave it without taking extras to take home or on the road with me. Anything that's like a thing of bread stuffed with meat and eggs and like breakfast foods. It's I really just, should like them more than I do. You don't. I, no. And I understand that. Um, 
again, it goes all back to probably traveling with Jennifer. She loves him just as much as me. So mm-hmm. like we both went crazy over him and had him twice on our trip up to, to Iowa city. And, um, forbidden planet pizza, the pizza me and drew get every year is just really amazing. Nothing, no knock against Giordano's or Overweiss. The sushi place was still amazing. Yeah. It was different this year. Just slightly different. And mm. I don't know if it was the food quality. Everything our host I had was, was amazing. Our host was different. So maybe yeah. the overall experience wasn't as fun. Not that she was bad. Yeah. But the other lady before was really talkative yeah. and joked she, around with this. And definitely. Stuff. So I'm giving it to Forbidden Planet Pizza. And the Clotchy Factory. Um, well, my runner-up would be Kuma Burger, only because not for any of the burgers or anything, but those fried pickles were really damn good. Those were good. And fried I don't pickles. like pickles too often. I would say the Kuma Burger might be one of the worst places we eat at. Oh, I would probably agree with that. The night was fun. Yeah. The waitress was cool. She was a gamer chick. Yeah. We just did not choose right. Steve did not want to hook up with her. We tried. I don't think we tried, and she would not want to hook up with me. So oh, that's fine. we we talked to her when you weren't around. Oh, really? She was like, "I'm all down. Just tell me his hotel, and I'll be there." And I was oh, like, "I can get an extra hotel room. That's not an issue." And I was like, "He's. Do you like pops?" And she's like, "I like everything he likes except for pops." And I said, "Well, he's not gonna like you." I would so be fine with I that. I turned I turned her down for you. I that did the honorable. Very thing. nice of you. You're an idiot. Um. <laughs> So, one of these is... So, really, Kuma Burger for the fried pickles? Is only? a runner-up. Oh, runner-up. That's why I okay. said, yeah. The fried pickles were amazing. The fried pickles were amazing. And I would try Kuma Burger again if it's like the original location yeah. that is always on Facebook. And, and I'd not. get the one with the barbecue on it or whatever. Oh, the, well, if I would have had TJ's food, which was... That's what I'm saying. Pulled pork barbecue, mm-hmm. that might be one of my tops. Um, so, Hideaway Pizza... Because we go there every year after Oklahoma Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's always a lot of fun. It's it nice is. hanging out with people. Uh, it might be the last time we go since we are now on the other side of the, you know, Norman, I guess. I was thinking about that. This year, it might be better for us to travel up to more to go to that hideaway if we did that this Seriously, year. Seriously, yeah. But it's not the same. I mean, you might just order pizza there and have Pizza Shuttle deliver. Hmm, we'll see. I like Pizza Shuttle. I know you do. Um, I like me some hideaway. That's some good Oklahoma pizza. It is. It really, yeah. But when you get it too much, it just loses its luster. Well, that's like with anything. I yeah. think if Giordano's was here, I wouldn't want to go that often. Oh, I think I've already lost my luster on that one. Sure. Um, so the other one, Harry Carries. And what? look, I'm a diehard Cubs fan. Okay. I've been watching so you're them including from 83. Atmosphere in this. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll accept that. I'm not going to say the food was great. The food was average at best. But I finally got to go to Harry Carey's. It wasn't the original location. It's not a super expensive steak joint. But it was on the Navy Pier. It had all the memorabilia. I got to see World Series You're right. uniforms it, it and baseballs. It is not a super expensive steak joint. It's just a super expensive regular joint. It was not super expensive. It was just more than it should have been. It was more atmosphere than it was food. Yes. And I really... And the fact that we didn't want to sit outside, so we walk inside to then be taken almost all the way outside... Sure. ...was pretty funny. Yep. I agree. It was freezing cold. So, yeah. 
it was much more the name and the atmosphere than anything else. Okay, I'll accept that. That's fine. That was on your bucket list, so yeah, we got that. All right, the last, the last BDA or the Downies for 2017. The top two things in Blood Bowl that was released this year. Now, this doesn't mean we own it. This is just like cool things that was released by GW or from anybody else, really. Okay. It could be. That was released this last year. Uh, for me, um, as much as I don't like buying the same content twice, I can't complain when I ask for all of this to be fixed and put together. The Blood Bowl Almanac. I mean, that om- if, if I didn't have the other books. Yeah. And you just showed me that from the get-go, I would have been all over that. I mean, it's really nice presentation. They sure. fixed a couple of the problems we pointed out. Yep, they they fixed out they fixed some things. So I really can't complain. I, I wanted I can. Well, you can. I mean, if it had the regular rules in it as well. One hundred percent. That's my issue. It'd been even better. So I will say that that's like a runner up. I wanted to put it there. I put it and marked it out. It's nice to have all the supplemental information in the same place. How you don't put out just the regular rules for 10, 15 bucks or throw a PDF on the website or something. We're at a, you know, at the store. We've got a ton of Blood Bowl stuff. Yeah. We've got I mean, uh, unfortunately, it's not selling, so it's kind of sitting there because we don't have a giant league and it's not drawing the attention. But um so we've got pitches We've got teams. We've got dice. You have everything you need to play, except the rules. Right. And we don't have a base set there. So instead of him buying a base set, which is, what, 75 bucks, and then trying to get people to buy that and then buy extra teams, just give them the rules for free. Give them the rules for 10 bucks or whatever and say, here you go. This is how you play. Now go buy the extra stuff. Sure, I get that. So that bothers me with the almanac. Okay. I will say, though, one of mine is the elf pitch. <laughs> That's my second one is really? the pro elf pitch as well. It is awesome looking. It is really, yeah, it's like... It's bright and clean. I'm not going to go out and buy it tomorrow, but if I get some extra money and I find it somewhere, mm-hmm. and I just have extra money, like let's say I'm... I don't have it bought, and I'm at Emerald City, and they have one sitting there, and I like to support the stores. Right. I'm going to buy it. If I'm at Three Die Brawl next year or this year, it's sitting there, and I want to support the store, and they don't have a board game I want. I'm going to buy it. So I really like the Goblin pitch. I like this pitch. It bothers me that it's the same pitch on both sides, just with different weather. Right. I I get that. I would rather just be two different races. But, you know, whatever. I'm not going to complain too much. That doesn't, that's not enough to knock it down. I really like the look of it. I'm going to keep it. It has a, has a ice rink on the back. Whatever. I'm never going to play that side. But still cool. What if it snows? Ooh, I don't care. You're not going to flip the board over? No. Like write down all your pieces during the middle of the kickoff and then flip the board over? Nope. Man, you are not really cool into like role playing. I know. Uh, so my second thing, and I figured this would be on there for you, Glart. They redid Glart Smash Rip, and he's a giant obese rat, and he's awesome. Yeah, I guess because I gave props to him earlier. Yeah. It just, well, yeah, 
I mean, he didn't come to stores, and I really hate. Yeah, there's that. There's a big part of me that really hates Forge World. If we lived and, by it, we wouldn't. Well, <laughs> I still would. It still makes me upset that these prices are just so much higher for it, and I get it. But oh, Forge World, yeah, da da. No, sorry, yeah. I was thinking Warhammer, Warhammer World. World. Yeah, yeah. If I live next to Warhammer World, I'd love it annoys that too. me that yeah, we can't get the beer, we can't get the bottles, we can't get the t-shirts, we can't get the mugs. Can't get the the pins. new pins that came out. We got to have people track them down for us. I'm all for stuff being kind of exclusive for the shop, but it also makes no sense. The experience of going to Warhammer World should be enough to make you want to go to Warhammer World. Exactly. Nobody goes there going, "Oh man, I have to go there to get these exclusive pins." Instead of go to this really cool place. I mean, imagine you order stuff from them, Warhammer World. And you get it in, and you show your wife and mm-hmm. kids, and, oh, where'd you get this? And they talk, oh, it's like this big gaming place that also has food. Oh, well, Dad, when we when we go over there, can we go to this place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, son, we can go get an ogre burger and all this stuff. And then you go in, and you probably buy other stuff because you're there. Yeah. And that's where you might buy the more kitschy things of, like, it's not Blood Bowl related, but it's a Warhammer World mug or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't get it. GW is so odd to me as a business. Yeah. Now, well, like I said, it's they're like, still in business, so I guess that's great, but I don't get them. We can complain about so many things. The rules, the not telling us what's coming out, the everything, but yeah. Other game lines is the same way. You have product and you get, I mean, you get a week to tell them what you want that's yeah. coming out that Friday. It's so weird. Hero clicks, you know, three months in advance or whatever. Every other game, you know about it. Yeah. All the GW stuff, you hear about it online, and then you tell your shop, and your shop goes, well, I haven't heard that yet, and then two days later, he hears about it, and he's like, well, I need to know what your whole league wants in two days, and it's just, it's crazy. The card sleeves would almost be on there, too. I really like the integration of the the design to cover up the design on the back. I like that, too. It, if they're the opaque... Bugs- you just you ruined it for me by saying that. Oh, okay. But yes. If they were opaque, they'd be number one on this list. No, when you brought that up to me, it kind of ruined it. Oh, way back when? Yeah. yeah. Because you're right. I mean, the clear is amazing. It looks cool. So you still know what they are. But we also need to know not what they are so we can just randomize them. Exactly. Uh, whatever. Well, maybe they'll listen to us and put out some opaque ones and then we buy them again. Yeah. I'm dumb enough to do that. You definitely are. Worst release, the stupid uh, skill rings. <laughs> well, I don't have that as a category, but sure. Yeah, I'm just throwing it in there. What's the deal on those? Those were like free if you purchased something if you and then nobody... ordered through the website or through the store, $40 or more, you got a pack, one pack of five oh. skill rings. And they were all the same color. Yellowish, Yellow. orange or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's just an experiment to see what people thought. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, yeah. But those are your 2017 BDAs. So if you made the list, congrats. Even if it was in pure anger that I hate your guts because you beat up my team. True. Yeah. Which is probably anyone that Scott plays. Uh, yeah. Most of you beat me up quite often when we play. And then he Marvel. hates you. All of you. I hate all of you. Every single one. All you people I hate, please come to Oklahoma Bowl in just a few weeks. Yeah. (laughs) 
Speaking of that, if we have nothing else to talk about with the BDAs, we're going to go on to some shout-outs. Sounds good. Tournament organizers, are you looking for an affordable way to personalize your upcoming event? Coaches, are you looking for a fun way to display your team's and players' stats and skills? Look no further. SpecialPlayCards.com is the premier provider of fantasy football cards for events, tournaments, coaches, and leagues. Create fun and challenging special play cards for your next tournament, complete with your own event logo and your own flavor, timing, and effect text. And at only 20 cents a card, you can get three sets of 30 cards each for $18 before shipping. That's three unique special play cards for each player in your event, up to 30 players, for less than $20. Follow SpecialPlayCards.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash SpecialPlayCards or visit SpecialPlayCards.com and send the SPC team a note using Facebook Messenger to start your order. That's SpecialPlayCards.com, SpecialPlayCards.com. It's the last segment of the show, so though you know what that means... Cheering fan. Shout outs! Fine. Wow, that was a terrible one. <clears throat> you want to start all over? No. I can admit my mistakes. Here it goes. Ready? Yeah, we got to leave all of those coughs in? Ugh. Unless you want to edit them out. People have no idea how many coughs I edit out. Shout outs! Was that better? Yeah. Okay. As long as you don't wake the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you care more about waking my kids than I do. No, your kids will sleep through it. They don't care. That's right. That's because the, I've done everything possible to be normal while my kids asleep. Uh, and I tell new parents this. The greatest parenting advice ever. And nobody listens. And so for that, you'll pay for your sins one day. That's all I'll say. I will say Scott will never believe it, but he is one of the better parents I've ever known. Just... To be able to treat the kids like normal people means you don't have any issues later on. You don't have little hellions getting into stuff because they've been told not to. You don't have kids mouthing back because they're allowed to. Do you know I was complimented on how well my kids were behaved when we went to the comic shop last Friday to play in a Star Wars Destiny draft? I believe it. Because my kids played... And they entertained themselves, and they were nice to people, mm -hmm. and they cleaned up their messes. And honestly, we could have disappeared, and they would have still been fine. Yeah. As long as I didn't realize we disappeared. I was like, Eden was just sleeping, so <laughs> Well, <helps>. eventually <laughs> Eden fell asleep. But they were pretty dang good kids from yeah. 7 to 11.30 at night. And I got complimented. like, your kids are really, they were really good kids. And I was like, well, thanks. So anybody out there having new kids, boundaries normality and <laughs> no baby talk explain, no baby talk and explaining stuff to them here yeah here's here's my advice don't don't act like anything is off limits right for example you collect comic books and they want to come in and they want to touch your comic books well all you do is you teach them how to hold it properly and do this with a comic book you don't care that gets messed up with because they're two years old mm -hmm. they're one years old they're gonna mess stuff up but um Miniatures. They want to see a miniature. You properly show them how to do it with maybe one that you don't care that gets dropped. Yeah. And then they don't act like it's the most foreign thing ever. 
and that they have to touch it when you keep saying, no, those are daddy's toys. Those are daddy's toys. Those are daddy's toys. Those are daddy's collectibles. Those are mommy's collectibles. Don't do that. Two, don't let them sleep in your bed. As much as it's fun, it's amazing, it's nice to have those baby cuddles. When they're old enough to sleep in their own bed, you make them go back as many times as you have to. Mm-hmm. If you want to cuddle, save it. Save it for a Saturday morning when they come in at 6 o'clock and you cuddle for two hours. That's fine. Every other time, send them back. I know it's a uphill battle. It's tiring. You give in, but you'll pay for it. You don't want to be the person <laughs> that I used to work with that had the eight-year-old who slept in the same bed with him. That is insane. How they procreated another kid is astonishing to me, but they did while the kids slept in the same bed with them. That's just wrong. Weird. Yes. Don't let them sleep on the foot of your bed. Don't let them sleep on the side of your bed. Or in a crib next to the bed until you, you just, five. You fix that. You fix it early, and it will benefit you. Put them to bed at a normal sleep time because... You and your wife, your significant other, if it's uh, two gay dudes raising a kid, you're going to want some time to yourself. Mm-hmm. And being their buddy and keeping them up till 1030 doesn't give you any of that time. And I'm not talking about just sexual time. I'm talking about let's wash the dishes. Let's do the vacuum. Let's read a book. Let's silently go to bed early. <laughs> Whatever you need, you need that time. And then don't baby talk them because if you baby talk them, All they're going to learn is baby talk. And you can see the difference between my two children. Because the first one got no baby talk. And then the second one got babied a little bit by some grandparents and stuff. Well, and nothing against you. I know that. But Steve's going to knock me here. I will knock you. Because that was a big problem of mine growing up is the speech impediment. And you just never correct her. I mean, it's an uphill battle, like you say. But... I know her mother never will. Sure. And I'm sure she tries at class, but she's unintelligible half the time still. Yeah. And it's never like, hey, you need to say this this way instead of that. You're right. It's an ongoing battle that sometimes you just forget. But that is very common with the second kid versus the first kid for so, everybody. Wow. Sadly. Um, what was my last bit of advice? Oh, do everything normal when that kid goes to sleep. I mm-hmm. don't care if they're a baby and you want to vacuum the floor and they're sleeping on the couch. Vacuum. Do your dishes. Yep. Throw out trash. Talk to your buddies. Play a board game. Play the football game at a normal volume because they'll get used to noise and sleep during noise because they're tired. You know what kills me? And my brother did this. He would do one of your things but not the other. He would put the kids to bed early. 8.30, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. But then everything would have to be quiet. And then if a pin dropped, it woke oh. up children. But also, he would be, want to show off his brand new sound system and giant TV. And it'd be like, oh, cool, let's watch a movie. Okay, well, let's keep it really low so the kids who can stay as yeah. oh, fuck. Come on. No, you don't do Blast that. Blast this. My mom gave me that advice. She said, do everything normal. And I was like, are you crazy? She's like, just trust me on this. Oh, yeah. They'll get used to it. She's like, they'll not know the difference, and they'll sleep because they're tired, not because it's quiet. And uh, when I was married, um, I had a sister-in-law who did the super quiet thing. (laughs) And then she'd blame all the family every time the kid woke up. I was like, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It can't be super quiet here in the Fortress of Solitude for your child. Anyways, parenting tips 
from Scott and Steve, another Boat Down exclusive. Shout out to the stork. <laughs> Speaking of some shout outs, what do we got on hand today, buddy? Well, first off, I did want to give another shout out to John, Sim- John Simcoe. Uh, comicsonthebrain.com is his blog. He's the one that I got the second edition stuff from. And then I had a whole bunch of sponsors who have sent stuff for Oklahoma Bowl. We'll go into depth with the primer that we'll be doing in a couple of weeks. Yeah. But uh, FF Minis, Skull Splitter Dice, Special Play Cards, Maelstrom Designs, RN Studio, Witches Asylum donated some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. You keep getting more and more stuff in every day. Yeah. We got the dice in today. We did get the dice in today. That's so that pretty was, awesome. Yeah, I was kind of worried. They sent off a while ago, but then the snowstorm came through. Mm. And the whole update was, we're experiencing delays with the weather. I was like, uh, okay. There's nothing cooler than those big bags of dice. I know they're the same dice. Yeah. But they just feel... It is awesome. feels cool. Um, shout out to Drew Booth Giacconi, who wanted us to... Uh, I asked for some suggestions when we were going to record this episode. Oh, for the Downies? Yeah, for the BDAs Both. or the Downies. The and, thing that never changes and the same questions and he asked for new questions? Right. Oh, well, that makes sense. And um, he said he wanted to know who the top two sexiest gingers were. And it's got to be Stephen Scott. I would think so. So, Drew, there you go. It can't be yourself because I don't even know if you're a real ginger. I don't know. I think Drew's sexier than I am. He's got a smoother voice. He has a house to himself, too. He does have a house to so himself. that helps. With a game room. So maybe, and a better job. Maybe he's better than both of us. Drew? Well, yeah. You're the top one and you're the top two. Or the bottom two. He he does top, top us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're both. Mm-hmm. You're a top and a bottom, Drew. That's what we've decided. I guess I'll, of the two. I guess I'll switch. And oh. you can just be the bottom. I'm not even in this. It's Drew. Oh, okay. Drew's beat both of us. So Drew one and Drew two. Okay. Um, Sounds like a really good Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Drew one and Drew two. <laughs> what can they do? They can take you down to the zoo. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god. Uh Grant Spoon. He's decided that we should probably change the name to the 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 Downies unless we're talking about Gord Downey. And I thought, said, thought that's who we were named it after. Yeah, well, I guess he doesn't like that. Oh. So uh, Jeff Gallenbach says that we should call him the Bothies. Which is bothies. just bothies. Yeah. I don't like that. It's, well, it's almost like twinsies. Twinsies. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, but Jeff did have some serious question. He said, best third-party miniature designer. Pedro Ramos? <clears throat> or does he mean company? It just says miniature design. So I'm going to go with Pedro Ramos. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the frog team that we finally got was up for best received item. But it didn't get picked. I'm going to say this. If I was GW, and if I could not oh, yeah. grab Pete Nifton to recreate as much drawings as he can, mm-hmm. I would grab Pedro Ramos to, also, to recreate that right, world. Pedro's right there. He's but really damn good. He captures the same style as Pete. Yes. So that's why I, I say that. I mean, it's creates like an, the world. Recreates the same world that Pete created. Yeah. It's like the 80s barbarian films you know i don't want new barbarian films i want to see 
redone 80 barbar- <laughs> 80s barbarian films. Man, that, that should be a thing that comes back, barbarian films. Yeah. Did they try that lately? They did a call or call the conqueror a while mm-hmm. back. Didn't work. It was bad. Okay. Did they do, do yeah, they did a new Conan too, didn't they? I thought so with that dude who played. That was horrible. Yeah, okay, I didn't see it. It was, it was bad. They like, tried a Conan series, right? Uh, or did maybe. they do a movie too? I don't know. Okay. But yeah, I watched that and there was a couple of decent parts, but there, the end when he was taking the woman back to the castle. Like, he stops about 500 miles away from the castle, you see in the backdrop. He's like, okay, we're here. I'm going to leave you now. I'm like, you're just leaving her in front of this matte painting? She's three days away. Yeah, that is a (laughs) long-ass walk. It's the greatest thing. I I hope no cold (laughs) balls get you on the way. (laughs) I just really want her to turn and go, really, dude? I I can't walk this far. You've got a horse. Can you just so take the me to the gate? So the scene they cut out was is that like he rode back into the forest and he put on a mask and he smeared <laughs> some paint on himself. He went and robbed her. Yes. <laughs> GTA barbarian. <laughs> uh, Jeff also asked best uh, Blood Bowl related Kickstarter. I must admit I didn't do any Blood Bowl Kickstarters. I did not either. Um, there there were was some, some nifty nice, ones. There was yeah. the the Pirate Goblins. Oh, I did do the. Uh, there was the the um, apothecary dice. Apothecary dice, and there was some other ones. Those that... look really cool. The art on that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Very clean, very nice, and bright. Does There's that... a lot of cool miniatures, but I don't need any more miniatures. Yeah, that's a bad thing. Is we've been running into. Well, also, I and... I'm I'm supporting the new stuff. Right. So any new stuff that comes out, I automatically buy because it's at the store. I don't buy stuff at Forge World because it's too expensive, but. Anything that comes through the store, I will buy. Um, he also asked, best tournament trophy. Which uh. is, I wish I would have thought about this. Um, I mean, I don't know for last year. I, we can't include Chaos Cup, right? Because you don't get to keep that. Well, you get to hold it. That would be the, I mean, no, you don't get to keep that one. I'm assuming he's talking about like a trophy design for you to take home. Yeah. We're doing some nice ones through Maelstrom for Oklahoma Bowl. I, I tell you who does not get it. Hmm. <laughs> the both down, or not both down, the three that block little plaques. Oh. Now, I know Yeah. I'm by myself probably on this. No. And some people like the little plaques. I don't like the plaques. No. I will take a plaque because it's an honor to win an award, just like a certificate. But if I had a preference, it would be some type of little goofy I, trophy. I'm torn mm-hmm. because I like the ones that are homemade. I think they look cool, but I like uniformity. Sure. I want things to look the same year through year, and uh, I, I like cups. I you know for all of our Oklahoma bowls and spiky cups, we've had like actual championship cups, which this will be the first year we're going away from that, and hopefully it'll be nice. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll see how that I mean, goes. They're, they're really cool looking. I mean, if, out it's of our just, tournaments, I really like our Nuffleween trophies, but they're all Halloween themed. And right. They all have little pumpkins or witches or something like that on there. So, um, I really don't know. There was uh, the Bugman's one from two years ago, I know, was a nice like dice tower thing. And I'm assuming he did that again. That wasn't the... That was not a trophy. That was a giveaway. No, the trophies were the mugs. I do love those. Oh. Mugs are... The mugs are really nice. Yeah, those make me want to win. Right. Because it's you could kind of use it. Yes. 
And as a trophy. And if he stops doing that tournament, I may steal that idea. <laughs> but I don't want to do it when he's doing it. Sure. Uh, Johnny P asked for the best package outline. Is he talking about like the outline of a GW package? Oh. Or um, is he talking wangs here? Well, I don't, I don't know much about either. And then Drew asked for best side boob. Uh, probably has to go to um, Carla Von Kill. I mean, it'd have to of, of these, right? Uh, best top crack. Um, I do everything I can not to show mine. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of crack in Blood Bowl. Man. Yeah, I mean, a lot. I wish I just had a pocket full of pennies and just walked mm-hmm. down like a arcade. Best muffin top. That's good. Hmm. Um, I don't really pay attention. No, I don't look at dude muffin tops. Uh, best Blood Bowl podcast. Us. <laughs> well, it's going to be us. Oh, aside from us. Aside from us. Uh, that one with the troll, Percy the Troll. Percy was awesome, but and then, it's like two episodes. And then what was the other one? <laughs> you just want to name did, all the dead the, ones? Yeah, we're going to give the dead ones away. Uh, so Pitch Invasion. <laughs> well, I didn't like them even though they're dead. So, uh... <laughs> um, Orca-Cola. <laughs> the Siggy Llama Show. Oh, Siggy Llama. And who... <laughs> I think produced one episode last year to promote maybe one of his other podcasts. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I don't know. I kind of, uh, I'm kind of a big fan of uh, Mr. Merrick over on uh, anything but a one because in my brain, even though I've seen pictures of him, he's just a drunk halfling. <laughs> and I know there's like a true drunk. There's flings, two drunk flings now, but Merrick is like this little halfling guy who plays halflings. And he gets mad, and he cusses, and he rages, and I just feel like he fits right in. I honestly, anything but a one entertains me enough. Steve's picky. I well, I generally don't care about leagues, and sometimes, like if I'm listening at work, it's hard to pay attention for like continuity of uh, tournament talks and stuff. But sure, it's just a thing. I will Be- say best for- ending to a podcast, Blood Bowl podcast, besides us. Oh yeah, is um, uphill two dice uphill two dice uphill with uh, the glorious. glorious. Yeah, I love that. It's glorious. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but that's more of that song than them. <laughs> I said I just like the. It's true. Ending. Yeah, it's good. Uh, racial profiling award given to the most successful used race that year, based loosely on popularity but also on how well the race did at certain tournaments. Well, I'd have to go look at the stats on that. I'm trying to think of a race that I felt like I saw a, a lot of undead. A lot of Dark Elf lately have been doing well. I mean, it won Chaos Cup, mm-hmm. and we've been seeing more of it at our tournaments, it feels like. It just seems like there's also a lot of undead. Uh, there's always going to be a I lot of undead. But I think there's always been a lot of undead. Yeah. So... Um, let's see. See if there's any more else. Favorite tournament. This is by Spencer Stevens. Big shout out to him. Favorite tournament of 2017 for you both. I traveled a lot last year and Oklahoma spiky was mine. I hope to fly out again to attend another wife and I really enjoyed our trip to Oklahoma. Good. That's really awesome. It was awesome to have him too. I know we never saw his wife cause he never brought her around. I don't blame him. Why? He he hit well above his batting average on that one. Oh, he did. <laughs> so I need to go like perv profile. No, just just go check this out. She let him go to two gaming 
tournaments like weekend after weekend. Oh, yeah. She's kind of got that. Um, what was the girl who played um, in Spider Man? The two movies that Kristen Dunst. No, the two movies with Garfield. Emma Stone? Yeah, she's got kind of Emma Stone kind of thing going here. See? At least in this picture. Well done, Spencer Stevens. Yeah. I think you get a Boat Dad Award for this. And she's cool, supposedly. Well, she must be cool. She let him come to Oklahoma. So, yeah, I mean. And didn't feel the need to, like, attach herself to him and ride in his backpack like Yoda. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mm. Gaming it is. It's kind of one regret I've had as a father. I always said I wanted to dress up my firstborn as Yoda and put her in a backpack on my back yeah. for Halloween. Now, she did go as Yoda yeah. for a couple of years, so I still kind of got the thrill of it. You could dress her up as C-3PO and do it. You go as Chewie and her oh, as C-3PO. I can do it now. I can break her arms and yeah. legs and just stuff her in there. Uh, you don't actually have to do that, but you could. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all the shout-outs from that little thread. Man, if you ever have a child who loses both legs, that's a great costume. Well, I can't. <laughs> I'm just saying. I can't deny that. You just I mean, that would be a tragedy. Sure. And I don't want you, any child to lose both legs. But Or if it was like Joe from Family Guy, where he can't feel his legs and yeah. can do whatever you want. Yeah, they're very bendy. So, Please tell me he was C-3PO and like the Family Guy Star Wars thing parodies and then when they blew him up they just crumpled him in a back no quagmire was c3po okay and cleveland was r2 i've always meant to watch those and i know they're over 10 years old are they they have to be oh man man i bought it for my ex-wife they're good at the time because she was a family guy fan i never watched them Mm, that might be a old marriage regret is like why did i watch those family guys when i had the chance what's your biggest marriage regret well i could have watched some family guy but i didn't <laughs> if only i would have known I anything else <laughs> mm, no getting just married? The, does just, that count just the blue harvest specials of <laughs> family guy <laughs> all right what are the shout outs you got for me buddy i got nothing you got nothing hmm. i want to give a shout out to uh nick newbie who Many, 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 many <laughs> months ago, contacted me about making a, hey, I'd like to make you a field. And um, we talked, and he said, okay, I'll get on, on right on that. And life happened, and he got busy, and then I never heard about it, and then I forgot about it. And then he contacted me, and I think all that happened again. Well, anyways, he contacted <laughs> me, oh, a month or so ago. Yeah. Maybe a little over a month. And he said, hey, you know, I, I got to do this now. And I thought, okay. <laughs> so I sent him my address. And lo and behold, a beautiful, almost like a Boise State field yeah, came in the mail. And by that, I mean in um, college football here, Boise State plays on a bright blue field that kind of was, takes you back when you first look at it. But then you, when you get used to it, you're like, I wish other stadiums would do this. Exactly. And so I have a Blood Bowl pitch. It's the old size, not the new size. Yeah. But still works. Yeah. Of a blue field. And it looks really nice. And I just would like to tell Nick, thank you very much. Uh, It's much appreciated. And um, if anybody's interested in that, um, I think he can print more of those. I thought that's what he told me. I can kind of find out and maybe re-shout him out next month. But... 
Anywho. Have you replied to Gary's email yet? Gary, no? Yeah. You mean the one you told me about three times and even once today? Mm-hmm. No, sir. Okay. I have not. So extra shout out for lack of reply. Yeah, Gary, no. I w- <laughs> Your email is so intriguing. Uh, let's just be honest. I've read it many times. And I just don't know how to reply because it's it's just kind of emotional, Gary. And um, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to get to that later. Scott has emotions. <laughs> Nobody believes this. <laughs> I do have emotions. Maybe too many. Started working on some Death Path characters. They're looking really good. I like them. Um, for the kickstarter people who did the create a character i finally got the go to start drawing those yeah and so uh, one of them's been green lined to ink and color so that's positive and we'll see where that takes us um other than that i'd just like to give a shout out to everybody coming to oklahoma bowl and everybody who's thinking about it don't wait don't wait if you haven't registered please do so i mean there's really you could wait because there's plenty of room but there is plenty of room but we it it takes a lot to get everything taken care of and once people hear like more and more people are coming they want to be there because they don't want to miss this event and just like spencer stevens said it was the event of the year he goes he's gone mm-hmm. to a lot of events and i'm not saying like we're great cuz i still don't believe we're great we are ourselves. We are. <laughs> we are ourselves, and that's what you'll get. And we don't run a bad tournament, so we will at least give you I'm our way, best. I'm way too anal to do a bad tournament. <laughs> and I'm the loud voice, so uh, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, I will say we will have a primary episode up probably in a couple of weeks. So uh, to give you a little tease, we do have the final art for the Goblins. Mm-hmm. Got six goblins. Do you want to reveal who did that art? Or are you going to save it for I think the I said Steve Wolfhard already okay. has done the art from Adventure Time. So they're very awesome looking. They're very awesome looking. <laughs> so we're not going to reveal all of them. Scott, which one's your favorite? Without revealing all of them? Of the five. Are we going not by the art sixth one. or their ability? Either one. Hmm. Okay. There's five positionals and one star, not the star. Okay, not the star. Yeah. My favorite. Dude, this is kind of hard. (laughs) Skill-wise, there's one clear-cut winner. It's the goblin pugilist. Okay. His skills are pretty awesome for a goblin. Yeah. I kind of like most of the pictures, like, really well. It's really hard. Like, I want to say (laughs) I love the dandy goblin, Mm -hmm. but then I love... The Cannonball Goblin, because he reminds me of Gonzo from The Muppets. Mm, I definitely see that. But then I like the Tunneler, because he looks so different. (laughs) The Sneaky Git is probably my least favorite, but it's 100% how it should be, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. And, I mean, it's... Yeah. It's good stuff. Okay. Well, I guess he went ahead and revealed all five. Did I? (laughs) Was that all of them? I guess so. So I, there's I one surprise left. <laughs> I did all five? You did. Oh, I didn't even mean to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good job, though. <laughs> Yay, me. <laughs> all right, so that's all right. All right well, they deserved it if they've made it through this long episode. Yes. Uh, we'll have a complete breakdown of all of them and the rules and everything for 
Oklahoma Bowl and Spiky Cup 7 in the primer. That will be our next episode. Yeah, we got to figure out if we're going to do anything special Friday night or not. I think we're probably just going to go there and play games, I would assume. I assume so, too, like at the shop. be a nice hangout with everybody. Come and go. Figure it out. Maybe have some super show going on or something like that. That'd be that. cool. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to just wait and see. And Well, I'd rather play Star Wars Destiny draft if it's going on. We, Gives me a good excuse to do it. If, we could do all that. That's true. We've got all night. And yep. home is only 10 minutes away now. <laughs> It is so nice. It's the greatest thing. So nice. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And from Steve and Scott, we are both down. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is both down approved, send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. And now it's time for the the awards that you've been always wanting to hear. Do, 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 do. Ah, never mind, let's start over. Bing. That was terrible. Okay. You want trumpets? I can give you trumpets. All right, you make some trumpets.